I'm gonna come. <laughs> Let the great experiment begin! Do it. <laughs> Those greedy, weasley bastards. Some of feed them hot. Hello. for Bendu <laughs> if you couldn't tell oh there will be more for Bendu <laughs> sure quite possibly the dumbest thing I've ever done and I can't wait I to thought play you were it for talking you. about that when you told me this oh no I I'm, I, I came up with that on a whim earlier today. I was oh, like, we okay. should probably recognize Bendu I'm surprised we made it through two episodes entitled zero hour and we have not used rocket man well, I did say going into these episodes, zero hour, nine a.m. Of course, but it just ends there. I was expecting Rocket Man. I'm okay. not. I'm not criticizing. I'm just saying, like, I'm surprised that that didn't come up. I think it's. I think it's fitting that we honor Bendu heavily in this episode. Absolutely. I think we had a lot of fun with him. <laughs> we really did. Quite a bit of fun with Bendu. Ah, from a deep <laughs> slumber. So. I'm going to miss him, but hey, he gave us a full season run. We had at least, I don't know, five just moments with him. Um, he went out with a bang, too. That he did. Um, so we'll give him his Viking funeral later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome to the Clone Cast. Welcome to the Clone Cast. I'm Tom. I'm Adam. Now, what we do here is uh, we used to watch the Clone Wars, and we reviewed all those episodes in chronological order. You can go back and listen to those. But now we're on to Rebels, and we're finishing off season three today. Uh, with that goddamn Rebel show, so we bullshit for twenty to forty minutes, and then we get into the episode get and review. Right it. on into that, we episode. get right on in there. But yeah, zero hour part two is on the docket today. So this is what we call the bullshit portion of the podcast. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, um, twenty we to forty minutes. I think when we came up with the twenty to forty minute line, that was actually somewhat accurate. Then maybe I think back then we were always close to the forty minute mark, but it was twenty to forty minutes. The episodes have been getting progressively longer. We'll just we'll just put it that way. Um, Before hitting record, you did ask me, should I set a two-hour timer for this? And it took you not even a full second before you were like, nah, there's no way we're going to hit that. Yeah, it just, I very quickly realized, no, that's probably not it. That's not realistic. <laughs> I think maybe we could do a two-hour and 30-minute timer and then maybe work towards two hours. Yeah. I'm starting to realize digestible. that. A lot of people find when they get a new podcast sent to them, a three hour and 15 minute episode to be somewhat daunting. <laughs> yes, especially one that's released every week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, Dan Carlin releases what, like six hour podcast, but at least it takes him like eight months to release a new one. Well, nobody wants to hear about Magellan for six hours, <laughs> but uh, they do want to hear about all the fun stuff we talk about on the Clone Cast. Uh, uh, there it is. Uh, um, 
So, yeah, um, I do want to get this out of the way. As you know, I'm a massive Timberwolves fan, and it was a very exciting weekend for us. So there's a fan favorite player called Nas Reed. Are you familiar with Nas Reed? Uh, not until today. Um, okay. Now, you heard me play this going into, like, when we we're about to record as I as I grabbed this. I thought that was your song, your clone cast. Oh, no, I have an actual episode. song. Oh, but okay. I, I, I will say that this is the song that I have listened to the most in the past three days. Okay. Now, he re-signed. He was a free agent. He didn't even go to free agency. He didn't even go and explore. He was just like, I'm coming back to Minnesota. So it was very exciting. He's a fan favorite. It's not like he's, like, all NBA, but he's a very productive role player, and he's Nas Reed. Sure. Which is exciting for everybody. So That's a fun name. So you heard me play this as I was recording it. <laughs> yeah. How many times do you think I've listened to this? It's about 30 seconds long. It's a song. It's a little meme song. How many times do you think in the last two days I've listened to this? 78 times. I think it might be over 100, but you're very hot. <laughs> I, I lost count. I lost count because initially I wasn't counting, and then I was like, oh, maybe I'll count it. It got very high. Like, there was a point today at work where I had just, like, zoned out while I was working, and I just left it on a yep. loop for God knows how long. So let's take a listen. This is um called Nas Reed. Are you ready for it? Yep. It's a very familiar tune, but they've changed the lyrics to say Nas Reed. So here we go. Nas Reed, 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 um, so yeah, we're all very excited that Nas Reed will be back with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, yeah. Nice! So I just, uh, you know, we might have one person that likes that. Maybe Maddie K, if he listens to this yeah. episode, will be like, oh yeah, Nas Reed. <laughs> Maddie K knows all about Nas Reed. Um, but yeah, so anyways, I just wanted to get that out of the way. Um, uh, yeah, about a hundred times in the last few days. Nice! Yeah. I got brain illnesses. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's not my actual Clonecast recommends for the week. But you were telling me you took a field trip. That I did. Should well, we... before we do that, oh, should we get a little number out of the way? Oh, that's right. Enjoy your fishing. Enjoy your fishing. Get a new tournament passport. It's the Bass Fishing Sound Effect of the Week. Okay, everybody's favorite segment, and Heath the Russian has provided us with one this week. Um, we are going to be going with number 49. So number 49 is going to be your Sega Bass Fishing Sound Effect of the Week. Any predictions, Adam? Do you think it's a good one? I'm hoping for a good one. Okay, it looks like a decent-sized wave file. It looks like a lot of activity going on I think in it. on the whole, we've had more good ones than bad ones. Yeah, I mean, very rarely is there even a bad one. I think they're all enjoyable to a certain point, but some are just amazing and some sure. some are a grand slam and some are just like a, a lazy single yeah to left you know okay um you ready for it yep pull up the rod Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. pull up the rod i like that pull up the rod oh pull up the rod that was a good one no i know you've been playing gta 5 but have you put in sega bass fishing on the old school tv yet Sorry, I haven't done it yet. That's I've, fine. You don't need to apologize to me. Yeah, I know. I've been very busy with um, 
gaming. The uh, I was telling you, like it keeps fucking freezing on me at a point in the mission. <laughs> so I'm gonna have to. If it freezes one more time, I'm gonna have to go to GameStop, buy a used copy, swap that disc out with this one, and bring it. To <laughs> See, that's the way to work the system. Yeah, and like I was saying before we went there, that's as far as I'll grift. That's as far as I'll grift. That's why I don't think we could ever do like the uh, right wing grifter guy. Yeah. You know, like that's as far as my grift will go. Just petty shit like I'm returning this to, but you know, to like a corporation. Yeah, or something. of course. Just, you know. <laughs> oh, that's the stuff that I, I bought. Left the, and right. I bought the game new. It's been open now for a month. I couldn't return it if I wanted to. So, you know. Wait, you rebought Grand Theft Auto V? I bought it on the PS5 for 40 bucks. It was oh, on sale at Target. Oh, oh, oh. And okay. so I bought it brand new at Target. And now I've gotten to this point where it keeps freezing the fucking mission every time. And I have to not only that, I have to start the mission all the way over and it never goes past that point. Is it a Michael mission? Trevor mission? It's one of the ones where you're just cycling through one person at a time. So like Trevor is torturing a guy right now and Michael is driving with the fib agent to another spot. And the thing is, like after the last torture where he tells you the guy has a beard. It just freezes as that fib agent is talking, and it just kills the disc. Yeah, that sucks. And that's like 20 minutes into the mission, and I can't even get past it anyway. So, yeah. So, if I can't get it to work, I'm just going to have to go get a used copy at GameStop. I bring the used copy home. (laughs) (laughs) I take the disc that's given me Huff. I put it in there. I put it in the GameStop case. I put the GameStop one in my PS5, and then I bring that bad one back to GameStop and return it. This is one area where I have zero sympathy. I do this shit all day long. <laughs> zero sympathy? Yeah, for corporations. Oh, yeah. I return you shit all the time. Yeah, I think uh, I think the uh, you know they'll be fine. Yeah. Well, I don't know if GameStop will be fine. <laughs> well, the business model <laughs> yeah. is rapidly deteriorating. You go in there and it's just a bunch of sad Funko Pops, you know? It's just <laughs> a second I was thinking like, "Oh no, you should do this to Best Buy instead." But then I just stop myself and be like, "Oh wait, things aren't that hot for Best Buy." <laughs> <laughs> I went to one I was out in Bloomington when I was I've been doing Lyft a little more again lately. Um, but I was out in Bloomington and I was like, "Oh, there's the Lindale Shopping Center one there, right?" Um, and I went there and a guy like they only have the exit doors open and I walk up and there's a guy wearing all the best buy but he's got a hard hat on and he's like hey what brings you in today and I'm like I don't know I'm just looking around (laughs) he's like well we got a little construction going on but you can still shop around we just have a somebody walk with you and the guy's got a hard (laughs) hat on he's like and I was like oh I'm just browsing man like I don't you know, I don't need anything, man. I don't, you know, he's like, oh, it's no problem. You can browse around. I was like, I think I'm good. Like, I don't want somebody tailing me around for 20 minutes while I look at things. Very odd. That's fucking awesome. I wish. Yeah. They, I wish but then was- when I told him no, I was like, I got one close to my house anyways. I was just in the area. When I told him no, I was like, as I was walking, I was like, I bet he thinks I was going to shoplift something. <laughs> and <laughs> that's why I didn't want to walk around. Something. But really, the reality is I just don't want to interact with anyone. Yeah. Yeah. No, what would have been better is if they were just handing out hard hats at at the door once you walked yeah. through. Yeah, no, I didn't go in because I just declined. But I'm curious if they would have given me a hard hat to wear while I was in. <laughs> that would have been fun. So maybe just close the store. Yeah. Just do it for online pickups only. No, maybe. They can't afford that. They need Best the Buy has they to be They need the revenue. Yeah. If they're paying for the lights to be on, they got to be open. And they are crossing their fingers that they sell an OLED TV. <laughs> that keeps them afloat. What's that? What are they... Call it like a remember when the Magnolia Home Theater. Oh, yeah. They bought like a company called Magnolia Home Theater and then they installed them into the Best Buys. 
Yep. Every time they're playing music on there, it's a fucking Eagles song. I swear. <laughs> you ever notice that? It's always Don Henley playing Hotel California. That's not a problem for you. You love the Eagles. I like them, but I don't need to hear Hotel California every time I walk by a fucking TV for the I do last remember, eight years. I do remember when that happened. Our mutual friend, Box, he did have an experience when he walked into a Best Buy. And he was shopping for, or he was with a friend, something. He was with somebody who was in the market for a new TV. And the employee at the the Magnolia Theater district inside the Best Buy. Yeah, now it's a separate, it's owned by Best Buy, but they're actually not Best Buy employees. They had like an alcove inside of the Best Buy. They also have a new thing, like um, I had to replace some appliances and I got them at Best Buy because I got... About that yeah. 24 uh, no month interest, interest uh-huh. stuff, whatever. Anyways, they got they bought another place for appliances called like Pacific something. It's like an appliance yeah, company yeah, yeah. that was like an appliance outlet, and then Best Buy just bought them out. So Best Buy's business model is to buy out by other failing, failing businesses, businesses. lax <laughs> them onto their own. Yeah. Well, now people are always going to need appliances. I think what Best Buy needs to do is just realize that. To stay in business, they have to become Home Depot. Yeah. You have to have... And, and they can leave... And I hope they that they to, leave all the fun stuff. They can't wait until I walk into Best Buy. I can buy a video game and a 2 by 4 at the same <laughs> time. What you can do is you can get some super glue and you can put the PlayStation on the 2 by 4 and you could have a PlayStation with a 2 by 4 on the end. So Box was telling me, was stupid, our sorry. mutual friend Box, when he was shopping for the TV, there was a Best Buy employee or a Magnolia employee that was like so... What you need to do is you need to unplug, if you have a high-definition cable, like an HDMI plugged into your TV, you have to unplug it every time you turn the TV off because that <laughs> image will burn into your TV. And, and our friend Box was like, well, what if the TV's off? And the guy's like, oh, no, it'll still read <laughs> and it'll burn oh, into no. the TV. And I remember Box being like, that is the <laughs> dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I am never shopping here again. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, you know, dude, that's sad because my dad, like when he has like an issue, like old people and they have issues, they just somehow it's it's like a moth to flame. Like old people, when they have electronic issues and one of the children isn't around, they will flock to Best they just Buy. just find a younger person in some kind of uniform. <laughs> yeah. But they go to Best Buy first and then they bring in, they'll have like a bag of electronics in a plastic bag. Go to Best Buy. And people watch for an hour. You will see at least four or five of these old people. They need to find the geek squad. (laughs) Yeah, they come in with like a laptop or something from 2004. It's like a compact from 2004 with an Intel Celeron processor. The thing moves like a salamander, but they've had it for 20 fucking years. They bring it in there and they say, my battery won't hold a charge. Can you help? And they say, sir... They stopped manufacturing this battery in 2010. <laughs> you open the laptop and start iTunes and the thing sounds like a 747 trying to take yes. it off. And then what they do is they call over Thad, who works in software and hardware. He comes over and he sells them a $3,000 Air Mac because that's what they're going to need to send an email to their grandson. Uh-huh. It's a good grift. It really is. Yeah. That I, mean, Geek Squad, I think Geek Squad is what keeps them in flow because, oh, sorry, we can't repair this printer from 1996. You're going to have to buy this. Now, if you want to print off some articles from the local paper, you're going to need this 
printer. It's the, the Epson 6000 Dick Rider. It's fucking $2,000. In the boomer's right, defense, it is fucking ridiculous that we have just normalized the fact like, oh, no, you do need to buy a brand new something that costs oh, yeah. $3,000 Every, what, four years? Remember the Maytag repairman? <laughs> yeah. That guy's out of business. <laughs> yeah. Because the corporations realized, oh, let's just build something that fucking breaks, and they have to replace it every few years. Yeah. I was telling you before we went on <laughs> there, my fucking iPhone. Suddenly, model. my iPhone that I just paid off a few months ago, like clockwork, you pay off the iPhone, and then it starts acting up. Sure enough, I can't charge it with a wire anymore because the port's all fucked up. Just... One day started to act weird. Two weeks later, it just doesn't work at all. So now I have to wirelessly charge. Yeah. They won't get me. I'm going cool. to buy so many wireless charging pads. I found a Mandalorian head wireless charging pad. Did you see that? I saw that. Very exciting. On sale at GameStop. Hey. So not only am I going to grift them, I'm also going to gift them. There you so, go. Yeah, fun times. What were we talking about? I don't remember. <laughs> oh, this is what I want to do. Check this out. Pull up the rod. I'm going to come. Pull up the rod. Pull up the rod. Pull up the rod. (laughs) All right. This is fun. It fits so nicely. Oh, you took the field trip, right? Yes, I did. Niles. I'm going to come. Go for it, man. The segment's all yours. <laughs> I'm just going to hit buttons. <laughs> hey. Somebody got to feed them hot. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to find it. Did I not load it in? I can't believe it. We had so much fun with it. Even Garrick. Garrick complimented us on how much he loved how we hammered this fucking thing home. Hold on. I'll get it. I mean, it's got to be at the ready at all times. You visited Steve, though, right? I did pay a visit to our friend Steve. Steve's doing good. At Cedar Cliff Comics. Um, oh, that's what I named it. I should have named it Adele Dazim, but I named it Adina Menzel because I respect people and I learn their names. Hey. Hey, that lady defies gravity. Here we go. <laughs> Adele Dazim. I like how that sounds with Holiday Road. All right, I'm going to stop it. Yeah. Steve. So I paid a visit to our friend Steve yeah. at Cedar Cliff Comics. And it was a very um, spur of the moment visit. I just was You're out. in the area. I was out running errands and I was like, yeah, I'm going to Egan. I might as well just swing on by. Did, it it okay. was like a half an hour before close. Too. Now, is this the first time you visited Steve from the last time I visited Steve? Yes. Okay. So last time I went there, I visited Steve, and you'll recall, he said the really cool thing to me. And now that's not even there. We'll get to it. Tell your story. I'll grab it. Okay. So when I walk in, Steve is busy with a customer. He had a couple of customers. And uh, I just caught a couple of things out of context. Out of context, Steve tends to be the best Steve. Before I started, like, actually engaging with Steve. So some of the, the key things that I caught out of context were uh him saying uh people give me shit about my personality but my shit's good i'd be great on internet dating (laughs) (laughs) what 
I think I thought he was talking about how people bitch about him uh, on on reviews of his story, but he has a good inventory and he moves inventory all the time. So that's what keeps, that's what keeps people coming on in. Well, you know, you go on the dating sites, the ladies would like a man who's entrepreneurial yeah, like is, that. The next one is the <laughs> ultimate out of context because I have no idea where it came from. But it was so close to that that I have no idea where, like, how the connection was made. Yeah. But the next thing I heard him say was, some guys are growers, not showers, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Who could leave him a negative review? I know. <laughs> you got to stop taking life and then so the next seriously. Guy, he was, the next guy he was checking out, I think he was talking about, like, his inventory and, like, profit margins and that type of thing. And that's when I made a discovery because he told this guy that he was checking out. He said, I was telling my son, and he went and he made a move to the guy next Steve? to him. <laughs> so we yeah. confirmed the kid that was there last time is his son. Son of Steve. Son of Steve. It's the summer of son. Dude. He was like, I was telling my son that I need a good financial day. And apparently he had a good financial day. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Man, I would love to be the fly on the wall when Steve and the but son I love are just the having a chat. That son of Steve was there while he said things like, "Some guys are growers, not showers, bitch." <laughs> his his son was near, not even three <laughs> feet away from him. Now I got I saw the kid. I'm assuming thirteen, maybe twelve. I'd say probably uh, He's six, seventh six, grade, fifteen, sixteen. I would say okay. Yeah, yeah. I we're thinking junior high, maybe freshman. Yeah. But that comes I mean, in, that comes he's in not a little an bit age later. where he's like a five-year-old and you're telling dick jokes. No, right? he's, that like, he's is definitely a true. kid that's telling dick jokes around his friends, whether Steve hears it from Steve or not. Very so. true. But I have the feeling that that kid passed 13 and Steve was like, you're an adult. You can hear this shit now. Yeah. And just started unloading. Yes. <laughs> Steve just pulled the ripcord and yeah. just unleashed full Steve. He, the father he knew on his 12th birthday is a completely different man. <laughs> on his, it's like his bar mitzvah. Yeah. His gift is a new father. Yeah. Same man, but completely different. Steve was wearing <laughs> one of my favorite shirts I've seen him in okay. thus far. It was a, uh, a short sleeve button down with cocktails all around it. Ooh. So it looked almost tiki-ish. How much, did he have it full button up, or was he showing off the chest hair? Oh, he had a, uh, one or two buttons undone, but okay. tasteful, tasteful. Tasteful, yeah. Steve is a tasteful guy. Uh, so the other <laughs> out-of-context thing I heard him say was, good things happen to shitty people, dude. Don't let it discourage you. <laughs> hey. And I couldn't tell if he, was, if he was talking to his son. Maybe that was a life lesson, or yeah. it was the customer that he was just checking. I'll tell you what, eat your heart out, fucking Tony Robbins. We got the real motivational king here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Steve's doing it all, man. But then he, he did start talking about how, like, there are certain people that don't like him, and this was right after he was talking about, like, he'd be great at internet dating. Yeah. And uh, that's when I was looking at, I was at the counter with all the cards in it, but I was looking at the hot toys behind the counter. And so yeah. he knew me right when I walked in. Yeah. So he was, like, kind of talking at me without me, like, engaging at him. <laughs> so finally, I just looked over at him and I said... Who says you're a shitty person, Steve? And without missing a beat, he goes, people on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> and then I said, what do they know? And he goes, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, man. 
He's a king. Hey, Tom, Steve from Cedar Cliff. I hear it's your birthday. Cool. I got a giant batch of Silver Age coming in tomorrow. I'll see you later. I'm sorry. He's a beautiful man. And if the he world, really is. If the world was full of Steves, we would be a much happier and better place. No more problems. We'd be a little rough around the edges, but you know what? <laughs> <laughs> when Adam's like a bad day of work away from having to spend $3,000 a month on insulin, I think we got, we'd be better with Steve. We'd be better with Steve Virtues. Yeah. Anyways, and then he, he yeah. ended up talking about, uh, there was another guy that was checking out that had like some comics that it was complimenting him on some of the inventory that he had. And he was like, <laughs> you know what? I just got to, uh, some people come in here, they try to, they, they complain <laughs> that I make, that I gouge them or I take too much. Or I'm not offering them enough for their, for their stuff. He literally gave me something $50 off just because he for, no, 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 no. He's oh. saying people come in and try to sell their oh, stuff. Oh, okay, okay. And yeah. they get mad because he doesn't offer them enough. Oh. And that that's what he was like. I need margin. They know what that means. They know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently some people don't. But then he made a comment that uh, he, he said something like, if, if they're going to force me to carry Funkos and Pokemon, I'm going to make some money off of them. <laughs> I don't think he gives a shit about those franchises. Who has a better Funko collection, your average GameStop or Cedar Cliff collectibles? I don't I know. I think Cedar Cliff. I think Cedar Cliff because yeah. they got some rarities. When I bought the Mandalorian charging pad, I did buy a Funko Pop. Which one? Jose Barrios of the Minnesota Twins. <laughs> he hasn't played for us for two years. It was on clearance for four bucks. I had no idea Funkos were so regional now. Game GameStops. No, no, oh, no. Funko. Funkos. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry, I, I was thinking of Funko Land. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that's when that's when GameStop was a powerhouse. Funko Land. That was the best. Yeah, Minnesota company, baby. All right, sorry, continue. So uh, we st- he started talking about comic books with the customer, and that's when I got pulled into the conversation. Uh-oh. And Steve looked at me, and he was like, yeah, comic books. You know, I was, I was talking to him, and he, like, moved his head over to his kid. He was like, I was... I was showing him the killing joke, and I was I was saying, you need to read this because it's a great Alan book. Alan Moore? Alan Moore's Batman. Okay. I was like, oh, yeah, that's a great, great book. And he was like, yeah, but they got some shit in there. Like, Barbara Gordon, she gets shot and paralyzed. <laughs> Jesus. And I was like, yeah, I know. It's it's kind of a dark book. Um, and he was, he was like, no, they don't no. write comics oh, no. like that anymore. <laughs> no. It's so dumb. They got gay characters. Why don't they have gay sex? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> See? Yeah. Steve is more progressive than the fucking most uppity, those uppity libs. And then he sure. talked about that for the next minute. <laughs> <laughs> about gay sex in comic about books? About why don't gay characters in comic books have gay sex and why isn't it depicted in comic books? Yeah. And I don't, I, you know what? It's a good point. Yeah. I mean, for all the tooting of horns about, oh, we're becoming more inclusive and diverse and this and that, you rarely see, like, and I think that's what made that episode of Last of Us so powerful. Oh, yeah. They literally had a love scene. Yeah. Between two men. And that was like. And they made it beautiful. Yes. And you know what? It was like. You don't see that, but it was well done. And like any love scene, I don't care if it's a heterosexual, whatever, it can be brilliant or it can be horrible. Yeah. Like you've heard about the weekend show, right? How, no, huh? Okay. So the weekend had some, he got, he has a season of some show. Like it's a, I don't know. He wrote it. Um, But like the love scenes are so 
off-putting and awful that like it just got panned and it's going to get canceled. It's not going to get a second season, but he just got just getting shit on everyone. Apparently, it's just so awkward and cringe. Well, to be fair, we did lose the art of the movie and TV love scene. Like, yeah, I remember in the 90s, that shit was almost perfected. Yeah. Like, you could jack off to some of those scenes. Yeah. That didn't even show any nudity. No, I'm not even talking about jacking off, though. I'm just talking no, about... No, sure. I'm just trying to <laughs> elaborate This on guy point. over here is always thinking of jacking him off. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody got to feed them hogs. Yeah. But Steve was very uh, adamant that they should depict some gay sex if they're going to have gay characters in the comic book. That was one of the best episodes of television I've ever seen. And he, he said, what the fuck, bro? You got no problem with gay characters. But you're not having them have gay sex. Yeah, that was his whole point. Um, but then like, he said it's, it's like a, they're it's gay the, plus asexual, so they're gay sexual. He was like, it's a perfect opportunity. You could have a villain that hates gay people as well. <laughs> uh oh, where is he going with this? Like, yeah, all right, <laughs> like tie him up and have gay sex in front of the villain. And he was like, well, <laughs> you got one of one of the Robins is bisexual, and Superman's son's gay. So why don't they why, why don't they have those two fuck each other and then Lex Luthor has a problem with it? <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting point, Steve. <laughs> so and then Superman and all the superheroes are going to fight Lex Luthor over uh, human rights issues. Well, Steve had another point to say about that because he was like, because you see, Lex, Lex Luthor just wants to be in a threesome with him. Like that's all it's that's all it's about. Oh, now he's going down some Freudian sexual escapades here, where it's like a hidden meaning and oh, stuff behind his anger. Steve's hitting at multiple levels. <laughs> <laughs> Steve really seems to have this whole comic series of his planned out. Yeah, and then he put a button on it by saying, "They got no balls, bro." <laughs> Dude, Steve fucking rules, man. Oh, and then I I, I had you cue it up. During that uh, soliloquy about gay sex being depicted in the comic books, uh, this song was playing in the background. Is this If You Leave Me Now? No. It isn't? Oh, okay, let's hear it. Was he singing it? No. So he didn't have any fun, like, lyrics to it or anything? No, he was talking about characters in comic books having gay sex as this was going yeah, on. Yeah, but sometimes Steve will sing funny things like he was busy talking my dick. You know, he'll sing things talking like that. To me. He didn't want to interrupt him. <laughs> but this is Janet Ian at seventeen. Okay, I've heard it before. Excellent. Good song. I've heard it before. Yeah. But it does kind of. It starts off like if you leave me now. Yeah. But then it stays good because it's not Chicago. <laughs> I don't like them. I yeah. really don't like them. And I have no idea why. I told you, man. It's too many white guys with horns. You like the Beatles and Eric Clapton. It's not a bunch of white guys with horns. <laughs> Earth, Wind, and Fire, good horns. You can't have white guys with horns. They suck at it. There's no I still feeling, man. It. Still don't get it. Okay. E Street Band, Clarence, that's soul. <laughs> That's a fucking horn. When you hear that come in on, like, Thundercrack, that's a fucking horn. I'd like to see the guys in Chicago do that. Fucking boring. It's a terrible band. It's just awful. Awful, horrible band. I'm really high tonight. Yeah, I can tell. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. Are you mad at me now? I'm not mad at you. Why would I be mad at you? He's mad at me, folks. I'm not mad at you. Okay, so what do we got here? More Steve stuff. 
No, Steve, he just finished, finished it off with Did he mention how I bought the Grievous? No, he didn't bring it up. I didn't leave an impression on Steve. Didn't bring it up. Well, you got to go in there more often. Yeah, but I was like, hey, you know my buddy. Yeah. And he was like, oh, yeah, you're that fucking guy. I'm sure if I brought it up, he would connect the dots. Yeah. But, yeah. So, Steve's great. I didn't buy anything. You didn't buy anything? No. Oh. He wanted to have a big day, though. He did. He yeah. did mention he had a, he had a big uh, high rolling customer from California came in and spent a lot of money. So high rolling customer from California. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he didn't tell me that. He was I overheard him telling someone else. It sounds like Julia Roberts on the phone with her friend in Pretty Woman. <laughs> He's a real high roller. Ah. <laughs> uh. You like that movie? Pretty Woman? Jason, great movie. Jason Alexander. Oh, he's a he's a great villain. A real piece he's, of shit. He's a great piece of shit. Jason Alexander is a very good actor. Yeah. I don't know. You know, like, we love George. We love George Costanza. But I think he, he would have had a very bountiful career, even if he had never. <laughs> he would have been like a Steve Buscemi. If he wasn't George, I honest to God think you would see him in things like Coen Brother movies and, like, all these bit roles. As like a really successful character actor, don't you think? I do think that. He is a very, very good actor, but... Are you bringing up his pamphlet book? No, I'm, oh, okay. bringing, up, no, <laughs> I'm bringing up before he got Seinfeld, he got cast as the uh, the spokesman for a new McDonald's project, product called the McDonald's DLT or... Uh, DLT? Mick DLT. That Mick, was the name of it. What's the D? Mick DLT. Oh, so like McDonald's lettuce tomato? Something like that. What's the D though? Is it just burger? It was basically it it was a burger that came in a special container of styrofoam that separated the warm ingredients from the cold ingredients. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm dead serious. So like you got This, this is the level of snacking that was not a You got that, this container and the cool ingredients stayed cool and the warm and sta- ingredients stayed warm and you had to construct <laughs> the burger yourself. And there was a jingle that he sang that you the clone Castanova will you want hear me to start inputting things now. Say you're getting tired of lettuce and tomato hamburgers in this town that don't quite make it. Yeah! You say that just once you'd like your hamburger hot and your lettuce and tomato cool and crisp. So what the fuck's a DLT, though? That's it. That's it. It's a deconstructed McDonald's burger that you had to construct yourself. I I actually, I I don't like it in practice, in execution. Like, I'd be like, great, I have to build my food now. That takes away the convenience of fast food. If you read it on paper, like, one of the worst, one of the biggest issues customers have, you get your warm burger from McDonald's by the time you get home, the lettuce and tomato are all wilted. And it's gross on top of there. Sure. The McDLT solves that problem. Sure. But what I like, what I do like about it, it by the way, it was a spectacular failure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. This. No, I'm telling you right people now. People were like, what the fuck is this? If they fucking relaunch that thing right now, people would eat it up. <laughs> this is like the era of snacking, like where the only like joy we get out of like the, this stage of uh, end capitalism, like late capitalism is snacking. So, like, that kind of thing is actually people would eat that shit up. Like, oh, yeah. oh, I'm going to get the McDLT. And honestly, I don't like the idea of, like, getting my fast food and then having to construct it. But I do like the idea of how that adds to, like, the freshness. Well, it's McDonald's, so take that with a grain of salt. But, like, the freshness of the produce ingredients. Sure. That, it would taste better 
You know, like, let's say you get it like that and get it home. It would taste better. Yeah. It just would. It really would. I like it. <laughs> I think they should bring it back. I think they should bring it back. I had no idea that you didn't know about this. I remember seeing I remember seeing the commercial, but I didn't know what the product. I just thought it was McDonald's commercial. Yeah. Okay. Isn't he, like, dancing and stuff? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's all over that screen. <laughs> he's he's beeping. He's bebopping and scatting. <laughs> he's bebopping and scatting, and I'm losing it. <laughs> oh man! Oh, all right, Shirley, you just okay. So that was your full, uh, Steve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but I got to see Son of Steve. Yeah, Son of Steve. I'm glad that we confirmed Son of Steve. Yeah. Very exciting. Very exciting. Get that kid out of New York. <laughs> <laughs> the Son of Steve. <laughs> um. Oh. It was Garrick's birthday. Happy birthday, Garrick. And luckily, I went on Twitter to post last week's episode on Wednesday. Last week, when it was his birthday. And I was like, oh, it's Garrick's birthday. I, I didn't know. I haven't been really on Twitter much, you know. So um, I did post a dumb video on there that I made right before this. That oh, It's probably just dumb, flopping. Dumb video. Give yourself more credit. Well, it's literally this. I'm going to come. Ah. 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 I'm probably not the first person to do it, and it's probably flopping as we speak. That's but, like music. Um, so I was thinking, like, what do I want to do for Garrick? Because you know, we've mined a lot of content from Garrick. Garrick is my favorite poster of all time. Yeah. He's, on the, he's on Tom's Mount Rushmore of posting with, like, fucking <laughs> drill. Like, he's, he's up. He's, he's, he's next-level poster. And so um, Garrick likes Bluey, and that's, like, his goodnight message. He'll leave, like, a Bluey gif, like a goodnight friends type thing. Sure. Because Garrick... In addition to being a great ship poster, he's also a very nice person, yes. a very friendly man. So um, he likes Bluey, and I was like, well, what could I do with that? And then Garrick was like, hey, for my birthday, can you just take the the you know the theme from Bluey? They say Bluey in it and put it in the Eiffel 65 blue. Oh. And I was like, yes, I can. I was actually, you know, like you did the work for me. Thank you. And honestly, I love the brilliance of it because that's probably where I would have ended up anyway. <laughs> have you watched? Have you watched any of Bluey? I watched. You... The, I watched some. Okay, it's a. It, I put it on a couple times when I'm just kind of laying in bed. I feel like it's I've... a very heartwarming, nice light show. I do enjoy it. I have never For a kid show. It's great. I've never watched it, but I have heard that like its message is just so positive. Yeah, Bluey rocks and healthy and great. And I've seen people our age talk about like, why the fuck didn't we have a show like this when we were kids? Yeah. From from what I've seen of it, I've seen a handful of episodes. It it's a really good show. Yeah, yeah, it's much better than any of some of the trash we came up with. Oh sure, like Power Rangers. Like oh, well even now, yeah. even now you got you <laughs> got the Power Rangers are fighting a giant McDLT, <laughs> <laughs> and sparks are flying out of it, and it just fell on a skyscraper that crumpled in half. I don't know. Billy getting his finger bit by that fish really <laughs> had some. <laughs> It really made an imprint in my mind. Wasn't it a koi fish? I don't know. He put his finger in a pond, <laughs> and he pulled it up, and there's a fish attack. You know what we got to get a sound because effect for? Because the Power Rangers had to fight a giant fish that episode. We're going we're gonna to get called out on that, and we got to get a sound effect for repeating ourselves. Some sort of <laughs> repeat alert or something like that, because we have definitely talked about that one before. Yeah, we forget shit almost instantly once we stop recording. Yes, we do. Uh, we have no memory. <laughs> It doesn't help that I've literally turned into. Are we at the point where like I'm like a, I'm a stoner? I th well, you're not smoking anything. No, but are we at the point where it's like Tom is a regular marijuana user? I would say, oh, absolutely, we're past that point. So we're yes. not. Tom does it sometimes. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
No, we are far past that point. Dude, we need to graph out my character progression throughout this podcast. Just wild, man. From where it started. I mean, that was like the height of COVID when yeah. we started this. And then, I mean, you're the same. You're just the same. Pretty much. Yeah, you're, you are who you I are. I got peaks and valleys, but I don't well, change that Yeah, much. I mean, you go up and down, happy, happy sure. sad, blah, blah, blah. But me... I've always had this thing where I'm like, for three months at a time, this is my fucking thing, you know? But this is fucking stuck for, like, a year now. That's the thing. Like, when you started with the whole gummy thing, yeah. I was like, this is going to probably last, like, I don't know, two months, three months. And then there's going to be... This is Tom's new Black Series. Then there's going figures. to be some yeah. kind of inciting incident, and you're never going to touch it again. And I had that incident, though, and then I was just like, I can push through. <laughs> and when I pushed through, I just... I had, like, the best high ever the next time, and I was just like, whoa, we yep. are cooking with gas now. Anyway, should we play Garrick's thing? Let's do it. Okay, here it is. Of course I made it 30 seconds long. Oh, it's actually a minute long. <laughs> So this is obviously Garrick's new theme music. So happy birthday, Garrick. New theme music. Bluey! Bluey! All right. So honored Clone Casanova, Garrick, birthday. I love it. Happy birthday, Garrick. Yes. I love that song. I feel like I'm missing birthdays, and I want to make sure I get everybody's birthday. Yeah, yeah. Give us, uh, you know, like on the Discord. Let's. I'll start a birthday channel. Here we go. We want to know when it's your birthday, or if you're like me, we don't want to know. <laughs> so if you don't want to tell us your birthday, you don't have to. I get it because I don't like it when people tell me. You know, I get very. Adam and I are not well adjusted when it comes to receiving I'm not a praise. Person. Yeah, praise makes us uncomfortable. I think. Yeah, part of it's from the Midwest. Even though I want to be praised, but then when I hear earnest praise, it's like that's. That's authentic and weird. I don't want to be praised. Yeah. No. You're not like praised. Um, should we get some mail? We got some good mail. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. Russian clone Castanova. We got him. Pull up the rod. Pull up the rod. He throwed in. And then we also have a couple. Of, Mo also sent in a voicemail, so we'll get to play Mo's segment thing again. Um, and I said we were going to get to a, a letter from Tay, a new clone Casanova, last episode. Tay's a little far behind, so we decided, well, we'll just, we can do yeah, yeah. So anyways, Heath reached out. Man, this is a great fucking song. <laughs> it's a great anthem. I mean, God, we should all, you know, say what you want about Russia. <laughs> <laughs> but we should all strive to have a fucking banger of an anthem like One thing this. we can all agree upon. Oh, man. It just it absolutely dusts the Star Spangled Banner. <laughs> yeah, it really does. <laughs> if if the Cold War was fought on music, uh, anthems alone, oh, man, it would it, it ended in the first week. <laughs> it was not a contest. We didn't even make it to the mid-50s if yeah. that were the case. And I'm not even a tanky like Adam. Adam's over here like, I'm yeah. tanky. Yeah, Adam wants to live in Soviet Russia. I can see some points, but... <laughs> No, well, we got a tanky. I know. I'm fucking with you. <laughs> You're just a little more tanky than me. <laughs> yeah. You know. Well, the, the, the yeah. Anyways. Building, the, those... Okay. So, 
Hey, Tom and Adam Heath here, your favorite Russian clone Casanova. I want to email you all, hoping you are all doing well. Uh, the next month for me is going to likely be straight ass, so I'm asking for <laughs> luck and thoughts as I have to go to Fort Knox uh, for Army officer training. Excellent. Is, or is that just his cover story while he steals all that gold? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a deep state Russian operative. <laughs> no, I think he's actually doing that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. We can, we can play with scenarios in our head. Sure. Um, this will be a sucky month. Luckily, I got this podcast I can hopefully listen to in my downtime to get me through this month. Maybe we should be doing three-hour episodes for Heath. <laughs> yeah. If Heath's going through, like, fucking boot camp shit, the least we can do is talk about whatever the for fuck. For Heath and any clone cast over that's on a road trip yeah. that gets extended, yeah, yeah three-hour episodes. There is a, there, he is going through the back. I think he'll be fine for content. Yeah. yeah. Um. Been going back to your old episodes of Clone Wars days. They're not as bad as you think they are. Adam's mic sucks. That's it. Yeah, we did. The mics weren't always great. Oh, especially at first. I think around, I, th- I think we were only like 40 so episodes in when we started just doing them all in person. Yeah. Well, and that's when you like, your roommate moved out and you were able to convert this room into the studio. Yes. Um, and get real mics. Yeah. That was kind of the turning point. Man, I miss his big old truck parking outside and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but now you got mine once a week. Yeah. The neighbors were out there today to give me a nod. <laughs> yeah. Not one of them was dressed very formal. He had like a purple button button up. I don't know what they're doing, man. They really don't want to mow their grass. <laughs> no, they don't. Like, I get it. It's been like a really dry summer. And like the grass is grass is very crispy. But I cut it once. And that's all I had to cut it because it just hasn't really grown back. But they just, like, let it go. It, it looks like a field of wheat. <laughs> Maybe they're, like, guarding masturbines, and they're waiting for it to, like, <laughs> seed and germinate. Yeah. So their lawn is going to be flush next year. Yeah. I go out of town for a week. Well, that this scenario is already farcical, me going out of town for a week. <laughs> <laughs> I come back, and it's just, it's a paradise in their yard. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Other than that, wanted to reach out to y'all and all the other clone cast members for thoughts luck and prayers take care and may the force be with me indeed heath may the force be with you sir sincerely heath the russian clone castanova so yes heath we will keep the episode long and plentiful um and i did do a bonus record with the authority and historian the other day uh-huh so we'll have that on that gun. we were v- you think i'm high right now we were fucking out of our <laughs> mind and we this- reviewed a tv show oh it was originally going to be a segment within the show so a show within the show it went long. Okay. Shocking. Um, so, so bonus episode makes sense. There will be a bonus episode. Um, I'll just say this. You all might want to watch the first episode of the Young Jedi Adventures. <laughs> that nubs. There's some characters in that show. I can't There's wait. this kid called Nash Durango. Oh, a real rascal. <laughs> Nash Durango. I don't, like, who is the parental supervision here? It's like, Nash Durango, she is like a scoundrel type. She has her own freighter. She has her own droid. No parental supervision. She's like eight. Is she? Oh, she is one of the kids. She's one of the kids. Well, she's not a Jedi, but she, like, joins okay. along. She transports them to the temple they're going to for training. Gotcha. She's like a third grader, literally on her own. <laughs> it's nuts, man. Show's wild. Yeah. By the way, Heath, good luck, too. Like, I hope your family's safe and you don't have any relatives that are still in Russia at this point. No. Because there was that coup that lasted 
eight well, hours. Heath is in the American military. Yes, I know. But I'm saying <laughs> he could have relatives still at home. The strangest coup ever. <laughs> yes. It was a private security. Like, they're mercenaries. He was that... a caterer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Apparently, they came to some sort of deal. It was very odd. I, it was funny. Like, I, I'm not on Twitter, so I don't really know what the fuck happened. Then I just start hearing about this, like... And by the time I heard about it, I was like, oh, it's already, they've already come to see That was the thing, like, once it started happening, I was, like, had a busy day at work, and I was like, whatever, I can catch up tomorrow. But then by the time I was like, all right, I gotta, like, I have to actually listen to, like, what is going on. By the time I reached that point, it was already over. So this Wagner, Wagner, whatever. Wagner Group. Wagner yeah. Group. It's a private security firm, and they've been being hired as mercenaries to fight in Ukraine on the side of Russia, right? Something like that? Yes. But they've they've uh, they've become notorious for murdering civilians with sledgehammers. Yeah. But yeah. who knows if that's a fucking propaganda point? I don't fucking know. I don't point. get it. I just, it's all... It's all bad. But they stormed into Moscow, and apparently uh, the... The uh, the leader guy? The leader of Belarus, like, made some kind of, like, offer to him that, like, turned him around and... Oh, because yeah. Belarus is, like, one of the two countries that still likes Russia, yeah. right? Okay. It's good to have Belarus on your side. Yeah. Yeah. That's good stuff. They lost Finland. They might as well keep Belarus. Yeah. Who needs... You know, England allies. Yeah, who needs allies? <laughs> yeah, who needs friends? Um, I don't know. We don't know too much about geopolitical affairs here. We I like just, to I pretend. just, we we like to pretend. We don't talk that much geopolitics. No, we don't. Now, what I tend to think is invading people is bad. And sorry if that's like a smooth brain take, but I just don't. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, typically. Yeah, let's not do that. Let's be friends, you know? Let's all come together, you know? We got to come together. Here, I'm going to come, you know? I'm going to come. Together, ah. right now. Ah. All right. Ah. Yes, that's Heath. He's a proud American. Yes, he is. Yes. So, uh, listener mail. Okay, now this is Tay. Tay reached out. Um, Hi, I've been thinking of writing in for a while now, but I'm very far behind. But thought, screw it. I'll email in my app ap- appreciation now. I've been binge listening to the podcast when I'm not teaching and while writing research reports. And at this point, you deserve an honorable co-authorship for how much I write when listening to you. Oh, we're hey, yeah. What's that writer's block? Not anymore. (laughs) (laughs) We're just man. Uh, I'm up to episode 91 and have listened to all of them up to then. Though I'm sorry, I couldn't listen to the first five episodes. We do not blame you. <laughs> My rat's beef and bread <laughs> didn't <laughs> like the sound quality and rioted. We're like the anti-Pied Pipers. <laughs> the rats hate us. Um, I just wanted to say thanks for the great podcast, and I can't wait to finally get up to date one day, Tay. P.S. In case you're wondering, not sure if you are, I do research and restore endangered and dying languages. Real nerdy stuff. That's awesome. That is very cool. I would love to pick her brain about that. Very cool. Very cool. So that was great. Tay, reach back out. Tell us what endangered languages you're trying to preserve. It's not episode 91, so it might not hear that for a little bit. So sometime in 2025, we'll get a reply from Tay. <laughs> I think Tay will catch up before yes. then. But um, probably not answering that question for at least a month. would have been. <laughs> Tay, I think if Tay hit play from episode 92 on, probably wouldn't catch up. That's at least 
two weeks worth of audio, right? I would right? love it if Tay is, <laughs> is truly listening from beginning to end and not listening to the new ones until she gets there organically. <laughs> and, like, she that's the reason why she reached out was because it's the first time that we were like, reach out to us at quotecastpod at gmail.com. I don't know. I think we started doing that fairly early. I think we did. But only Steven took the bait. <laughs> God bless Steven. <laughs> the lean times. <laughs> Famine. Steven was in feast mode when we needed him the most. Yep. Um. Okay, so great to hear from Tay. I don't know when Tay's going to hear that, but Tay, right now, it's uh, June 27th uh, at 7.31 p.m. 2000. 23. Okay. Um, and also, we did get a voicemail follow from Mo, so let's play Mo's thing. Mail. Mo mail. Okay. Um, so, yeah, Mo sent in a voicemail follow because uh, Mo had told us about her friend that uh, their podcast app, whatever they were listening to, the episode ended and just auto played one. And he was, oh, yeah. What are all these sounds? Yep. So, this was Mo's follow up on that. What's up, boys? It's time for another voice memo. Get it? Memo. That's better than... All right, we're going to work on that. So just a few <laughs> check-ins on some loose ends here. Uh, firstly, Tom, the Britney Spears intro music, 10 out of 10. So great. I don't know if we can incorporate Mo into that more, but either way, great song. Britney Spears, iconic. So, really, so, give me Mo. Um, secondly, no, my friend did not listen to the Clonecast after the Socialist <laughs> podcast. Um, he actually has trouble listening to you guys. Like, I've recommended <laughs> you a few times, and you know, the only way I can describe the plight of a Clonecast Nova is like those who get it get it, and those who don't don't. Amen. And unfortunately, he falls into the he doesn't get it category. Oh, fuck him! Um, but I will tell him to leave a five star review. Not a problem. I love them. <laughs> Lastly, I just listened to the Sega Bass Fishing number I chose, and I was literally dying. It was so perfect. Story. Okay, now, Tom, I don't know if I'm going to get an apology for this on the pod, but you didn't read this, and I feel like it's so intrinsic to the storytelling of why I chose this Sega Bass Fishing number. So I hopped on the Discord, and I was like, all right, my number is 93 because 69 plus 4 plus 20 equals 93. <laughs> and I was All laughing even numbers. harder at the sound effect because 69 was part of the reason why I chose that number. And the sound effect was, this one's enormous. <laughs> this one's like, enormous. That was just like so serendipitous. This you know, is so really something. Um, so yeah, that was, I was just dying. Like, wow, how perfect is that? And I'm also just so honored that that's now on the sound effect board. Like, I hope the next time my friend listens to a socialist podcast and the clone cast inevitably plays after that, the first thing he hears is this one's enormous, you know? Um, but yeah, that's all for now. Much love. I'm going to come. This ah. one's enormous. Ah. This is really something. I hope your friend hears that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So great. Get some mo mail. Yeah. A memo. Uh, very good stuff. So, um, cleared up the mailbag. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did post updated Sega Bass Fishing numbers. We do have a couple on the docket, but um, if you want to get in there, it's updated on the Discord. So, um, that's all I got there. Uh, should we get into the time warp? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's do it. All right. 
bread. Oh, I almost missed it there. Okay, time warp time. So, Zero Hour Part 2. Jeez, the dog is just... Ahsoka, gosh. What? <laughs> She's just... No, say something. Do over? <laughs> she gets excited. Well, I don't know what she's excited. Uh, okay. Uh, Zero Hour Part 2. March 25th, 2017 was the air date. Same air date as part one. It aired as two episodes back to back. As it should have. Yes. Um, so Ed Sheeran, obviously still number one. Shape of You and Beauty and the Beast is the number one movie in America. So we're going to do Clone Cast Recommends. I'm assuming by the time season four hits, we'll have a new movie and we'll have a new song. But stranger things have happened. Um, okay. So, Adam, do you want to do your song first? Or you want me to do my song first? What do you your want to pick. do? Let's I think do- you already know what mine is, so. Let's do let's do yours. What do you want right. to say about it? Uh, well, the reason I picked this one is I feel this song got short shrift during our episode two hundred. Episode two hundred because, because I chose Laverne and Shirley. Correct. And this actually is a song that it, the show is from Minneapolis. The intro, Minneapolis, the skyline is featured prominently. Now, if you just look at that, you're going to be like, I don't know what Tom's talking about. That is not a top ten skyline. That's because it's like 1971. Yeah, it's like only the IDS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's back when there was one building. <laughs> like back then, New York had five buildings. I do Not love really, the fact but... that like Minneapolis, <laughs> its skyline, the IDS was the first modern skyscraper that it got. And it got it like, I don't know, the the mid to late 70s and it yeah. still is the most modern skyscraper in the skyline. So it is weird that, like, in the 70s, it's a bunch of, like, stone and brick and this building that looks modern, like, rising like a middle finger out of the middle of the city. <laughs> I would not say, I mean, it is a very modern-looking building still, but the other ones are pretty modern. I don't know. Steel and glass. It looks very modern. Compared to Wells Fargo or uh, uh, Capella. The Capella? The Capella looks great. The broken plate. I'm not saying they look bad. I'm it's got saying- the cool cone at the top. I'm not saying they look bad. I'm saying the Get IDS the fucking song. looks newer. It is a beautiful building. Yeah, it is. We got to build that Lego mock of it. Speaking of which, this song is fucking phenomenal. It is a really good song. And you picked this one with Milwaukee in the I thought it fit better for us. <laughs> we still have episode 300. Oh, here we go. Oh! Yep. Right here. She throws her hat in the air. Very good. Very good. Why is there more? Is this the uh, outro? Okay. It's a smooth jazzer. It's good. It's good. Um, Did you ever watch the Mary Tyler Moore show? I mean, I'm sure I've seen a few episodes, but no, not really. It is a phenomenal show. Really? It, like, really is. Have you ever been to the Mary Tyler Moore house? Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's... it's, uh, I think it's Lake of the Isles. Lake of the Isles, yeah. Yes. I did drive by it, because it was one of those things, like, I think I did it, like, a year or two ago. It wasn't that long. I always told myself, like, I love the Mary Tyler Moore show. I need to drive by the house. I can't believe I haven't driven by the house. Yeah. And I told myself that 
for, I don't know, 15 years. And then I drove by the house and I was like, hey, there it is. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty much it. I was down by Lake of the Owls the other day. Yeah. Yeah. They got a weird. Uh, it's a beautiful area. Yeah, it is. But there's an interesting new like um, there's an interesting new art piece they put in down there. It's just a big pencil. Oh, OK. Yeah, I don't know. I don't get Fun. Art. Yeah, it, it, it looks like it belongs in the sculpture garden. Yeah, sure. But it's a big old pencil. All right. In somebody's front fucking yard. <laughs> they got huge. someone sharpening it? Yeah. Oh, we should get a big uh-huh. pencil sharpener in there. One of the manual ones where you got to turn it and the shavings come out? Yeah. Oh, I love a good shave. Do you like the shavings from the pencil shavings? Yeah, that's always fun. Yeah. I was, as a kid, I loved being the kid that emptied the pencil sharpener. No, my favorite was like, I think it was the second or third grade was the first time that the, my classroom had a mechanical or, or uh, electric, uh, electric pencil yeah. sharpener. Yeah, you was, pull out the little the I little remember receptacle. putting my pencil in it. I was like, this is fucking luxurious. Yeah. And then next thing you know, you've brought it down to a fucking <laughs> nub yep. because you can just sharpen that thing till the end of time. I do want to deal with a really good man- manual pencil sharpener one of these days. Yeah, yeah. Like one of the classic the grade crank? school styles, a hand crank. When you had it, like you always knew there was the good one in the classroom and then like a classroom down the hall had like the really shitty one. Like your shavings would be all rough. You didn't really get a good sharp Sometimes to it. Sometimes the nib gets broken yeah. off and you can't spin it. Man, right we way. lived in the fucking Stone Age, man. <laughs> you turning that crank? Oh. It's like shirt and butter. Yeah. I miss the old but days. You should check out Mary Tyler Moore. I was raised on Nick at Night where they yeah. showed old TV shows. So, like, I remember watching, like, Dick Van Dyke, the Dick Van Dyke show, Mary Tyler Moore in Taxi. Taxi, Taxi was my okay. favorite show when I was, like, seven it was ridiculous. Is Tony Danza in Taxi? Yes, he is. Okay. And also, uh, that's where Danny DeVito started, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And Judd Hirsch. Oh, yes. Judd Hirsch. And Annie Kaufman. If you're drawing a blank on Judd Hirsch, he plays Jeff Goldblum's father in Independence <laughs> yes, Day. Yes, he does. Very funny role. Still alive. Can really? You... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How old is he? Uh, he's got to be 95. But it's hilarious because he <laughs> looks like he's like 48 in Taxi. In reality, he's probably like 32. <laughs> like, it's one of those deals. He's one of those guys that was always 10 years ahead and then he just lives forever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it was funny, too, because like... After I grew up on Nick at Night, I got into The Simpsons in the 90s. Yeah. Like, during the golden age of The Simpsons. And naturally, I was like, oh, this show's phenomenal. And it wasn't until I watched, like, some kind of documentary on, like, old TV later on that someone, like, pointed out. They were like, oh, yeah, well, everybody that wrote for Taxi left Taxi and went to Mary Tyler Moore in James L. Brooks created the Mary Tyler Moore show and then he and was the taxi, showrunner of The Simpsons. And then he was the showrunner of The Simpsons. Max like, Groening created it. Matt Groening, yeah. Matt. Yeah, Matt yep. Groening. And who else was there? There was a few other guys. Uh, uh, Sam Simon. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But he was like the guy that really made sure it got greenlit. Yeah. And, and like through and it was new his write, production house. Like brought and, in writers and like yeah. all of that type of thing. So like each show had like a similar tone i heard somewhere that the simpsons is good again now really yeah that's news to me not going back <laughs> not even gonna test it not gonna do it it's now been bad for longer than it was good it yeah but i mean god man those sweet spot like around some point in season two all the way to like season 10 fucking really good oh yeah it was a great show Woo! <laughs> <laughs> that was in there <laughs> 
I'll never forget when Homer builds the mo- he goes into the model plant contest where they where it's <laughs> oh, yeah. like a school kids contest and and I thought this racing stripe was really sharp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Martin Prince's, it's a kid. It's a competition. For, it's Frank Grimes. That's who it is. Frank Grimes hates Homer so much that he's trying to embarrass him. So he enters Homer into this like grade school competition at the power plant for creating like a model power plant. And Martin Martin Princes is actually powering the fucking like, it's room. It's actually powering this room he, like, right adjusts now. It. Yeah, and then Homer comes out and then he puts. I just made a replica of the uh, power plant that we got. Now I added some wings for resistance, and I think these racing stripes are pretty neat. <laughs> <laughs> and he wins. And Lenny's like, "Yeah, Homer kicked the crap out of him." <laughs> Frank Grimes goes insane. Doesn't he end up getting himself killed after that? Yeah, it's like he falls into the. He can't take it. He anymore. falls into the reactor starts, or something like he that. He starts acting like Homer. He's like, "Oh, I'm Homer Simpson. I'm an I'm idiot. Homer Simpson. Maybe I'm an I'll idiot. just grab onto these exposed wires <laughs> yeah, and then he electrocutes himself. <laughs> Grimy. <laughs> All right. Um, my song. Uh, I mentioned last week that I'm going to start focusing on songs that have a part where I'm like, yeah. So this part, we've had Sheena Easton on before. I think we did Morning Train. Um, I think, yeah, we have played Morning Train in the last couple months, I think. This is Kenny Rogers and Sheena Easton. (laughs) Now, I believe this is a cover of Bob Seger we've got tonight. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think Bob Seger was the original, I know that version. You don't know the Kenny Rogers and Sheena Easton? I'm sure I've heard it before. Oh, sir. Okay, we've got tonight. Yep, so... Is a song written by American rock music artist Bob Seeger. Uh, heard the version charted in, so he released it in '78. In 1983, this version, Kenny Rogers, and the Morning Train Lady herself, Sheena Easton, released this, and it has a part where Sheena Easton just belts it. <laughs> Let's take a listen. This is one of the parts where I just rewind constantly. I'm playing the whole song, but I'll let you know when it's coming up. <laughs> oh. Shake a lady's hand to this. Ooh, a slow dance, my lady. May I have this dance? And you bow, you know. (laughs) I know you're weary. I know you're planning. Kenny! Kenny? They're Kenny Rocks, man. He's got some He songs. really does. This guy's got a fucking voice. Oh, I just thought of my next song. I just thought of my next podcast recommends. I already know what it is. Big Lebowski? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. This defeats the Bob Seger version by so many levels. I mean, that's a great song. But this is where it's at. You got to get Sheena out there. Have you seen it when they when he does it live and she comes out on stage as a surprise? Of course not. <laughs> no, I have not. I'll send it to you. No. <laughs> you know Here it comes. She's so good. That's not even the part. That's not the best part yet. I think we. I think I figured out something about fair use that you're for review. If you're reviewing something, you can just. Oh, well, in that case, that's what we've been doing. We're recommending every song. single one of these songs. We're literally doing the estate of Kenny Rogers a favor right now. 
if there's one thing that we can do, it's talk about minutia. Oh, yeah. Okay, I was saying, you gotta listen. All right, here it is. The greatest bridge in the history of music. Here it is. Now, Kenny is just firing on all cylinders, but wait till Sheena shows him up. Right here. I also realized that this is like basically my dating life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't want to date the Lego guy, but you'll you'll take him home yeah, for the night. He's fun. <laughs> he's fun. <laughs> Let's make it last. That is a crescendo. Oh. It it roars. It roars. It's beautiful. One of the greatest songs of all time. <laughs> you know what? I tell you this. This is better than anything Bob Dylan ever did. We got to All right, let me ask you something. That that rendition of We Got Tonight or Lay Lady Lay by Bob Dylan. Well, you're picking one of his weakest songs in my opinion. They're both love songs. They are. Now, I will say, you got your Kenny Rogers clone cast recommends for next time. I got my Bob Dylan clone cast recommends for next oh, time. Oh, you got a feeling what that is? Is it off Nashville skyline? No. Oh, okay. No. Did anybody listen to that album? Yeah, it's fucking phenomenal. No. Is that the one from like 97? Yeah, no. Lay Lady Lay is off of that album, and it's like the weakest What's song the off one of from that 97 album? that he released? That's like Love and Death or something okay. like that. <laughs> Getting my Bob or Dylan mixed up. Crime and Punishment or something? I don't know. I don't like Lay Lady Lay. Yeah, but you don't need to discount an entire album because of that one song. No, you got it. Well, that's what you do best, though. So What? <laughs> yeah, that's what you do. I just forgot what Nashville Skyline is. No, what else I is know. on it? What else is on it? I don't even remember. I don't know. I listen to the whole album. I don't listen to tracks on it. The only two Dylan albums that really stuck with me. I, I actually really love Bob Dylan. I actually do. You yeah. know this. It's yeah. a joke. Which is just why because... I'm so confused. No, it's I'm fucking with you because <laughs> I know I'm fucking with you because I remember when I said it was the Wallflower song. Remember, We're, I was I was playing One Headlight by Jacob oh, yeah, Dylan, yeah. and I was like, "This is better than anything his dad ever did." And you're like, "Shut up! <laughs> you're not serious." And I was in that moment. I was kind of serious because I was really into the song, but now I just say everything you don't remember that <laughs> i do that's now why i, I do. keep doing this to you <laughs> it works every time <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna keep doing it <laughs> but no it's off the of big lebowski sheena easton oh now i know what it is it's a great song Sheena easton too is someone i feel like i i missed the bus on because i always confuse the train or the train yeah. whatever but like i know that she yeah. has some good songs but she arguably has the one of the worst James Bond songs. 
What song is that? She did the theme to uh, uh, For Your Eyes Only. Is that a terrible James Bond movie? It's a very unmemorable James Bond movie and a very unmemorable theme. How many James Bond movies are there? At this point, 20? I think like 26, something Where would, like that. Would that be in your lower five? It is the one I think I remember the least of. And I like I got big into James Bond when I was like a teenager, but I haven't revisited it lately. So who did the theme from GoldenEye? That was, uh, 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 oh, God, what's her name? Like, Lulu. Lulu. Or no, 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 Goldeneye. I thought you meant the man with the golden gun. Uh, Goldeneye was uh, Tina Turner. Oh, really? Yeah. Written by U2. Oh, really? Yeah. Goldeneye. U2 song. as in Bono's U2? Yeah, they wrote the song. Oh. Did I send you that one U2 song that doesn't actually suck? <laughs> there's a handful. Yeah, there's like five, and this one... <laughs> This one is also on deck for Clone Cast Records because it does not suck. Um, anyways, okay, so that's your um, that's your time warp. Yeah, yeah, we've got tonight. Okay, uh, should we get into the episode? Yeah. All right, let's do it. Listen to the Clone Cast. Yep. On Wednesdays, that's what you say you love. That's better than anything about Bill. That I agree with. Yeah. That's our favorite song. Um, we should upload the full song at like the end of the episode or something, or maybe we should, we should start, um, I don't know. How does Spotify work? What do we do here? <laughs> we got to get live at least 50 downloads of that bad boy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Let's make some pennies. Maybe <laughs> figure out where she's got it uploaded and just plug that. Yeah, you know what? I could be. I could be. What's that? What's Elvis's guy's name? What's that? Colonel Parker. Yeah, we could turn into like Colonel Parker types. No, we don't want to do that. <laughs> well, like nice ones. Oh, okay. But we're good at promoting. Yeah, yeah. And then we'll be like Brian Epstein, just yeah. without. The and then Liv pills. has a top ten hit with the Clone Cast song. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then we start a Patreon. <laughs> okay. We will be like Tom Parker and just. Pumping live full of barbiturates. <laughs> Get on stage and bring that ukulele. Man. So really, I got to watch that Elvis movie. It is good. I, I don't know a ton about like Colonel Tom Parker. Is that his name? <laughs> oh, he's a piece of shit. Played by noted piece of shit. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. I really don't like that. I found doing, that out. Doing a very strange Dutch accent. Dutch. <laughs> yeah. Like that? No, like the uh, the uh, oh, like the Dutch. Yeah, Colonel Tom Parker is a Dutch man. He's from like the Netherlands or something. What? Like that. I yeah. thought he was like from West Texas. No, like no, dressed in like... that fucking cowboy hats and cowboy boots. That's kind of what I thought. Yeah, that's what he. That's of course. Yeah, he oh. likes to portray himself a certain way. Let what? me confirm. What is he like going around like yeehaw cowboy, cheese boy goes? Is he doing stuff like that? Like America baseball. Like stuff like that? No, that's not. A Is that Dutch what a Dutch accent. person sound like? What does a Dutch person sound like? Like the Traguda guy. Remember? When that's they... what I'm trying to do. <laughs> Is that, that? Do I have to delete that? Born in the Netherlands. <laughs> what? Parker entered the United States illegally when he was 20 years old. So he had a Dutch accent as Colonel Tom Parker. <laughs> well, I think Tom Hanks is doing his best attempt at it. So it's kind of a bastardized version. Well, I got to assume Colonel Tom Parker probably tried to get rid of his Dutch accent and sound more Texan or, you know, probably like Southern. Cause Good I, old boy. Yeah. Yeah. I, th I love gold. That's Dutch, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that movie sucked. <laughs> <laughs> 
gold member. You didn't like a smoke and a pancake? Look, I mean, I like the I love gold. I like that. But it just I don't know, man. It just didn't hit for me like the spy who shagged me. Um, or what was the other one? Just Austin Powers. There's Austin Powers. Austin Powers, the spy who shagged me. And right? then gold member. And then gold member. Yeah. It that one just it just fell flat for me. <laughs> well, yeah, they got progressively worse. I think isn't he making another one? I don't know. He made some Netflix show that was I think it's supposed to be a comedy and it's him playing like a, he's like doing the Eddie Murphy thing, like the clumps where he plays like fifty different characters. Recently he did he did something uh, He's confounding as a human being, Mike Myers. It's wild to think he, about. Recently, he got a job hosting a game show, but he hosted the game show as a different person. So he was completely made up in like prosthetics and makeup with a weird accent, and they never address the fact that he's Mike Myers. He just played the part as like just a different person. So... He went, like, deep cover. Like, they knew it was Mike Myers. Like, you yeah, know it's Mike like, Myers. he's credited as Mike Myers. But he thing. never at any point but in the like show. But it's, like, not any kind of, like, oh, wow, this is a big gag. It's just, like, just part of the show is, like, oh, no, Mike Myers is just being it. So it's, this is, like, if Stanley Tucci did, like, method acting with his Hunger Games role. No, it would be, like, if, <laughs> it would be like if, if uh, Garth Brooks took over for Pat Sajak on Wheel of Fortune, but played it as Chris Gaines, and nobody said anything about it. That, what was the name of the show? I don't remember. Was it on, like, the Game Show Network? I don't remember. <laughs> now, in the, like, the mid to late 90s and early 2000s, Mike Myers was every bit the star that... Adam Sandler was oh, sure. that Jim Carrey was like he was one of the five big time like comedic guy like comedy movie guys you know like he was as big as like Will Ferrell in his prime like, yeah he's massive and then he just well, he did Austin, the love guru and then fell off the map Austin Powers was a great movie too so I married an axe murderer yeah Wayne's World come on yeah I course. love Wayne's World apparently him and Dana like had some beef oh really very odd, which I don't like to see. But yeah, he's he's different. But yeah, he just like completely fell off the face of the earth. I mean, he is Shrek. But I mean, that's not on camera, you know. The other part, like, you know who he took that from? Or what? took over that for? Shrek? Yeah. Uh, the person that was originally supposed to play Shrek. Billy Connolly. No. Oh, you actually don't know this? No. Shrek, like, the movie was almost done, like, with Chris Farley voicing shrek seriously chris farley was supo supposed to be shrek and they you can find audio of chris farley reading like, lines reading lines from shrek and he's not scottish he's just like a chris big farley. ogre guy yeah um and then he died and they had to recast shrek and mike myers took over for him wow yeah that's crazy what about a completely different movie yeah. Now, Mike Myers always jokingly did, like, Scottish characters and stuff like that because he's, like, Canadian Scottish. Well, he's Canadian, but his mom is from Liverpool. Okay. So, like, he, he would always do those type that. of characters on Saturday Night Live, though. And yeah. I remember even in, like, his movies, he would play, like, a Scottish, like, or fat bastard. Yeah. Fucking... We are off topic. Okay. <laughs> How do these episodes get to be three hours long again? There's your answer. Um, okay. Are we ready to talk about Zero Hour Part 2? Mm -hmm. Okay. So, uh, where we left off last week, Kanan was in the middle of pissing off Bendu, uh, trying to get Bendu to take some action, and Bendu's in the middle, you know. Um, and 
Ezra escaped behind enemy lines and went to go to try to get help from Sabine. Um, and Thrawn implied that he's about to lead a ground attack because they beat them back. Uh, they were able to get some people, you know, Ezra is able to get through and go get help. We lost Sato. Sato had his now all for one moment. So, yeah, I mean, Thrawn, Thrawn did take a pretty good chunk out of their fleet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was ugly. It was ugly, and they almost, I mean, they, you know, if Sato doesn't do that, the rebellion probably ends right there. Mm-hmm. So Sato, full-on sacrifice. Um, so um, where we start off this episode, um, they're setting up a shield. Now, this is what's great about Rebels. Like, the continuity, they really care about the continuity of these episodes because if you recall when we were back on Geonosis, they took all those parts for that shield generator yeah. that was left over. And so you got Zeb and Rex trying to set up the shield to stop from, because they're going to start bombarding this base with the Star Destroyers that are in orbit. Um, so that's where we're going to start. Uh, they're setting up the shield, and then we're also going to get a clip of Thrawn and Price talking, and then we'll talk about that. So that'll be your first clip of the episode. Thrawn is preparing for a planetary bombardment. How's I love the shield this show. Coming, Zeb? We're about to fire it up now. Rex and I have done our best, but this is really Sabine's baby. Then it should work. Should, yes, but there are a lot of modifications and special fuses. We never got to test it while Sabine was still here, so if it overloads, I'm See not Rex sure we can fix it. Use Let's hope you don't have to. Fire it up. Copy that. It's working! It's working! It's working. The shield is stabilized. Nice work, boys. Kanan, do you copy? He's on a scooter. <laughs> Thrawn is planning an orbital bombardment. You need to get back to base immediately. I'm moving as fast as I can. Faster, please. God, Thrawn, she's good in this episode. Your move. Our capital ships are in position. The blockade is secure. At the status of the rebel fleet. The remaining vessels have fled back to the surface and are taking shelter under a localized shield. Hmm. Very good. Let's test their metal. Commence the attack. Okay, so the um, Star Destroyers begin raining hell upon the base. The shield is up. Um, it is your classic bubble shield. Yeah, good old bubble shield. Like we've seen many times before. Yeah, it, it, it yeah, it's very similar to the Gungan bubble shield. Yeah, comes out of the tube, yep. looking thing, and then it forms a bubble. Um, it is funny, like they're planning on like a planetary bombardment, and I did wonder if that bubble shield is going to do them much good when the land around the bubble gets completely decimated. Yeah, but thankfully, it's not that powerful of a laser. Yeah. It does pretty well. They do get heavy bombardment. Um, we see Kanan, like... Now, this is a planetary bombardment, so, I mean, they are aiming at the base, but Kanan's heading for the base, and it's just, like, stray shots going all over the place. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of... You, do you remember A Bug's Life, the Pixar movie? Um, I mean, I've seen it, but I'm With not all sure. the ants, and it, when it starts raining okay. towards the yeah. end, that's what it reminded me yeah. of. I wrote down, Kanan's like, flick! Yeah. Flick. That's his name. Yeah, Flick. From A Bug's Life. I haven't seen it in a long time. Voiced by Dave Foley. Now, did who played the bad guy? Was it David Hyde Pierce that played the bad guy? Oh, no. It's a bad guy in real life. Oh, really? Oh, Kevin Spacey. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Should have had David Hyde, David Hyde Pierce. 
David I. Pierce was in it. He played the the oh. stick bug. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I was I knew I was getting him crossed up there, but yeah, Kevin Spacey. Isn't he on trial right now for something? I don't know. Yeah. I think a bunch of charges got dropped, but then more charges no, I think got he's brought up in yeah. court in some sort of case in England right now. Oh, um, okay. So bye bye. <laughs> Lock him up. So nasty. Um so yeah, Kanan does crash. Um, and we see the shield beginning to overheat. Hera's like, Oh god, this is not good. And she almost seems to like come to like um uh resolve that she's probably gonna die here. Like, she, oh yeah, she's looking and she's like, well, we've done what we can. And she like winces and braces. Yeah. Um, and then Thrawn just calls for a ceasefire, like right at the right time. Um, it's at this point that Kanan does check in and he's like, Hey, uh, um, I'm fine. And she's like, well, head back, hurry back. And there's like a storm brewing. Yeah. But you, you missed the best part. It, it, when Rex cheers. No, 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 no. Oh. <laughs> when Hera calls him love. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hurry back, love. Yeah. 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 No, hair is great in this episode. Very loving. And I yep. like to, I do, I do like how they've in recent episodes, like, stopped, like, pussyfooting around the topic of oh, them yeah. being together. Like, For sure. It's clear as day now. It was always implied, but now they're just outright saying it. Yeah. Um, so anyways, yeah, our next clip is going to be Ezra. He's going to be meeting with Clan Wren, as we know. Um, and yes, in case you were wondering... He is there, and he is wearing the speedo cap. <laughs> uh, Fen Rao is in, still has not changed. Featured prominently. Yep. Um, so I just uh, combined that. Well, actually, the next clip's going to be combined. So that'll be our next clip. This is going to be Ezra checking in with Clan Ren. He's going to try to recruit them for assistance. Ezra, what's going on? Why are you here? <laughs> you escaped? What's he talking about? Thrawn ambushed us on Adelon. You're our only chance for help. You have poor timing, Bridger. We're in the middle of a civil war. Clan Saxon has the Empire's backing, and our forces are stretched to their limit just to protect what ground we have. Mother, there must be something we can do. Please, we risked everything to get here. At least hear me out. I really don't like her mom. No. I mean, just looking for any excuse. Like, they literally, like, saved your ass. She's Mandalorian. Yeah, I know. But they literally saved her ass, like, two weeks ago. Yeah. You know? Yep. Um, But, anyways. So, yeah, Ezra, it looks like he's going to have to start doing some convincing here. Or maybe, hopefully, get Sabine to do some convincing. So, it was funny because you see Sabine's brother is there. And he's the one that's kind of saying, like... What are you doing, Sabine? You can't leave. You have to, like, stay. You just yeah. got here. Um, but I did notice his shoulder pad has some, like, graffiti art on it as well. Yeah, Sabine's been tagging it, stuff it around be, the house. I had the <laughs> image in my head of, like, him just having a normal discussion and Sabine just walking up and, like, tagging yeah. his shoulder as he's talking. Ever since Sabine's been home, there's just more and more <laughs> wall art around the place. Like, can you imagine when she was, like, four? Just, like, this getting her hands on crayons. <laughs> The entire fucking compound is just like elephants. <laughs> Since she's gotten back to that ski lodge that they yeah. all live in, they've had to put like that peely plastic on all yeah. the windows. <laughs> so when she takes it, they can just peel it away. Luckily, the house is covered in like the 3M seal paint that like <laughs> is that like allows kids to draw in it. But all you got to do is just wipe it right off. <laughs> it doesn't stick. Um, but yeah, so um, I did forget to pull one little thing that made me laugh. It was after the shield work worked and they stopped this this like 
Uh, Zeb goes, it worked. And then you see Rex go, ha! <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. There is, like, they did it, I think. I think it was like two episodes ago where they kind of like partnered up Rex, <laughs> Rex and Zeb. Yeah. And like they're doing it again in this episode. Yeah. They're the fucking dream team. Yeah. I love are. those two together. Yeah. Rex does the best. Row! We've heard in a while. <laughs> a very good. Row! Um. So the next clip, though. Um. Now, I wonder if Fen Rao was like literally about to change. Like he was finally like, oh, I can finally get out of this Speedo cap. And <laughs> yeah. then Ezra pulls up and there's like, oh, I got to go fuck with this shit now. Like, Fenra was literally about to finally take that dive. He's finally going to bathe. Do you think he's bathed? No, his hair's got to be so oily underneath that. <laughs> yeah, cap. man. What's he doing? I love the guy, but he just can't be comfortable at this point. <laughs> like, you ever think about, like, the old days, right? When um, just, like, bathing, you know, in, in previous eras. It was an ordeal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just kind of sitting there. This, like, if I don't shower for, like, a day or two, I'm just like, oh, Oh, and like the whole body just feels weird and warm. <laughs> like you're sleeping on a leather couch all the time. You know, I, I could not like the spoils of modern living, man. I think about that, like in the dust bowl when that yeah. shit was just everywhere <laughs> and you didn't have a shower in your house. Sounds awful. Oh, man. <laughs> you got to shower once a month. Yeah. You have to go to the tavern to do it. I would be looking for so many streams all the time. I'd be like a stream head. You know, like, <laughs> like my Pokemon Go. My Pokemon Go back in the day would just be me with, like, a map that I drew up. Like, of good, like, of good spots to just lay in for water and just kind of get myself a little wet, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's what that's what I would be doing with my free time. They'd be like, "Oh, there goes old Kooky Tom." Well, all you got to do, you get a bar of soap and yeah. you find a stream. That'll that'll take care of it. <laughs> yeah, get a Doctor Watkins bar of soap. Yeah. Do your parents ever have Doctor Watkins products? Oh, no, no. Okay. my parents were were much more mainstream back back when I was growing up. Oh, so you had like Dial soap or yeah. something like that? Okay. Did you have Did you ever get Swans? Swansons, the chicken, the 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 frozen meals and stuff. Oh no 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 no, that was too highbrow. No, Swans, Swans, not yes. Swans. Swanson, that's Tucker Carlson, right? Yes. Yeah, he's the Swanson heir. What a fucking <laughs> lame heir! Like of all the things that you could be the heir Real to, blue collar, yeah, corker guy. I'm the heir to the hungry man dinners, <laughs> <laughs> and I wear bow ties all day long. <laughs> fucking nerd. Um. Okay, so our next clip is going to be um, Thrawn. And Callus now. Callus is still he's taken prisoner. I forgot to update that. Um, and he still has the cool like hair from being beaten. He's got the perfectly the perfect just like strand of hair hanging away from his eyes. And he's got a nice shiner too. Yeah, and I think it's starting to evolve a little bit. It's getting a little more pink, a little more black deep and blue. Purple. Yeah, it's getting there. Ooh, deep purple. No, there's a band. Okay, that's why the podcast three hours. Okay. Um, yeah, so let's take a listen to it. I also combined it with a clip of uh, Clan Wren making their decision, so let's take a listen. Governor Price, you're in command of the fleet while I lead the ground assault. <laughs> hmm. The plight of your friends amuses you. I've been in your position before, only to have these rebels pull a victory from certain defeat. You and I are not the same, Gallus. As these rebels are about to learn. Our shield generator's taken a beating. I doubt it'll survive another attack like the last one. I don't think we'll have to. Thrawn was trying to soften us up. He'll send in ground forces to do the dirty work. I agree, Captain. My guess is he will most likely stage a direct General assault Didana. from this position. 
If we mine these approaches here and here, we can slow them down. Good. You and Zeb take a squad down and get it done. Rex is seriously in his Q zone right now. <laughs> here and here. Rex is quadrant. He's oh yeah, launching the first rock. wave. Here's the problem. That interdictor cruiser. If not for Commander Sato, there would be two. With Thrawn in command, you should count your losses and consider yourself fortunate to have escaped. Like I said, without it's your help, they're trapped. Thousands. <laughs> I wish we could offer it, but we just don't have the resources. We can barely take care of our own. If no is your final answer, then we'll go back alone. Uh -oh. Goodbye, Sabine. You're not going alone. I'm going oh, with oh. you. I appreciate the loyalty you have for your friend, Sabine, but this mission is impossible. I never thought that I would be standing here with all of you, and I bet you never thought Clan Ren would be free from the grip of Gar Saxon. But we are. One thing I know is that my friends make the impossible possible. If Ezra thinks we can make a difference, then I believe him. Bridger and his friends restored my daughter to me, and that is a debt worth repaying. We cannot leave ourselves undefended, but you may take a few ships and any warriors who are willing. Thank you, Mother. You won't have much of an army to take down their blockade. Chopper, bring up the interdictor. Maybe we don't need an army. Sabine and Chopper together again, fucking killing machines. <laughs> Yeah. When they go on to the interdictor later in the episode, Sabine has not lost a step. No prisoners. But let's give Sabine a. Now it's That's for Sabine and for her brother. What's her brother's name? Tristan? <laughs> yeah. Something, something yeah. Fuck you. Um, so, uh, she doesn't hesitate for a second. Well, that's her real family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Sabine begin, begins to plan. Um, so we get down to Rex and Zeb. They're like scouting out ahead, and they're going to be taking, they're taking charge um, on the ground assault here in the defense. And we see some ATDPs coming in, the double pens. They're coming in, and Rex just like has them, like he's like, wait, wait. And then they get to a certain point, and he hits a button, and he just detonates a bunch of landmines and takes out a bunch of them. Uh, Zeb finishes the last one off with a rocket. Um, a very theatrical... Um, Zeb definitely is like a drama major. <laughs> like, <laughs> my turn, you know. Yeah. So him and Rex are quite the pair. I wrote down multiple times during this episode. Like, this episode is one of the most cinematic, like, yeah. animated features they've had so far. It's good. Just like some of the cinematography of yeah. it and, like, action scenes. It's funny to, like, watch this 40-minute episode on a Disney XD show. Yeah. And then compare it to, like, the Clone Wars movie, which is just so dead. <laughs> yeah, you know, just, yeah. you know, just, I mean, it has Obi-Wan, so it has that. That it but does. It's so, like, there's just so many parts of it just feel, like, dead. They yep. just feel lifeless and just, like, watching a cutscene from a bad video game. Yep. Whereas this is just completely immersive. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, same studio. It's just seven years later. They really, like, hit their stride at a certain point with the animation. Yeah. Well, and, like, storyboarding and yeah. stuff, too. Yeah, this is this is next level from what we've seen. Um, so, yeah, um, Zeb finishes the last one off of the rocket. But then at that point, we see Thrawn and Thrawn is wearing he's wearing the Veers hood. So <laughs> I, I wrote down 
Thrawn looks like a fucking nerd. Yes. <laughs> in this ground assault armor. Okay. It's the- very unfortunate because he has a very like cool like aura about him in yeah. the way that he presents himself. But well, there's he looks one thing, like a fucking tool in yeah. this. Well, there's one thing about Imperial officers. I mean, the stormtroopers look like freaky and badass. Like they look they look like they mean business. They're 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 laughable at times, but they look like they mean business. The thing with like Imperial officers when they're on like <laughs> when they're on like a ground force, like the Veer's helmet. The Imperial helmets are ridiculous. Well, even they're all big and just even Veer's like it's somehow like accompanied like his head and his kind of like demeanor but like thrawn is so menacing and for whatever reason you put like a white bucket on his head <laughs> and it's just like takes away from well, what I we just already think, have established i think of like on the death star like the guys that pull the lever and they got those oh yeah weird, those guys are like, nerds. Death punk. <laughs> yeah. yeah like <laughs> if you're wearing an imperial helmet and you're not a stormtrooper there is like a 90 percent chance you look like a fucking dweeb yeah like just a nerd yeah. and thrawn is no exception um, as we know, he's a total badass, but he just looks ridiculous in this thing. <laughs> yeah, he looks like when Trump, <laughs> I forgot where he was, but when Trump wore that army jacket and he just looked like. Very, yeah, when he was on a naval base. Or yeah, whatever. Very he was on like a, yeah, he was on like an air force. He was on an air, uh, some carrier or something yeah, he looked, like that. Ended yeah. up looking like Ralph Wiggum. Yeah. 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 yeah I'm a, I'm a warrior. I'm an army. Yeah. I'm an army. Um, but yeah, so he looks ridiculous though. The, n- not good hood for Thrawn. Ridiculous hood. Um, so they start detonating more mines because Thrawn begins sending in the AT-ATs. Now he's bringing in the big guns. And Thrawn's strategy was, well, now we've seen what their defensives are, send in the big guns. Um, so they detonate the mines, but they have extremely, there's no effect on the AT-ATs. They start taking heavy fire. Um, and Rex and everybody, they kind of just abandon it and they're heading back to the base. But as they're taking this heavy fire as they try to escape, all of a sudden Kanan shows up. And he comes running through just total beast mode. And he takes out a fucking AT-AT all on his own. He just cuts right through two of his legs, and it falls on its we ass. We saw him do that before. I think it was in the Leia episode when he, yeah. like, assaulted yeah. AT-ATs. Kanan always quick to mention how he doesn't have a lot of formal training, and it's just like, dude, you've literally taken out two <laughs> AT-ATs. Like, I get it. He doesn't have form, but he's a fucking badass. Yeah. And he's blind, man. <laughs> he's fucking blind. What, also, they're playing fast and loose with the blind thing in this episode, especially. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, Callus, how's it going? Let me shake your hand, buddy. I saw you there. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, he's Matt Murdock, dude. There's no other explanation. I just, of course. I literally think that as as I've praised their continuity for like the shield and stuff, I think they literally forget that Kanan's blind yeah. sometimes. There's like, why did we do that? The other part, we shouldn't have made him blind. The other part, too, that was hilarious is when he cut the legs uh, out from one of the AT-ATs, it falls and smushes two stormtroopers. Yeah. Like, you see it just fall right on top of them. Two of them just get crushed. (laughs) (laughs) So, a cannon kill counter for the episode, too. Probably the pilots and the AT-AT as well, too. They fell from quite a distance. Oh, yeah. And I don't think they even have, like, seatbelts in those bad boys. (laughs) No. You don't want to get a seatbelt in one of those things. Maybe also wear a mouth guard. Yeah, harness would be nice. Yeah, something. Um, man, it's like one of those rickety things at like a county fair or something. Like, I'm not getting on that fucking tilt a whirl. Are you kidding me? It is still crazy that like up until I don't know three years ago, school buses had no seatbelts on them. <laughs> yeah, the entire time we were going to school, it was just like, nah, just go find a yeah. seat. Wild stuff, man. That's nuts. <laughs> yeah. Man. Anyways, um, 
So yeah, uh, cannon just fucking ices an ATAT. It's really cool. It crushes the two stormtroopers, and behind you can see this storm continuing to brew. It's a big storm. It's a big old storm. Ah, <laughs> uh-huh. very interesting fighting techniques from Bendu displayed here. He's brewing up a thunderstorm. We could use a Bendu here. He's we coming some... from a distance. Yeah, we need some fucking rain. Where's uh-huh. Bendu when you need him over here? Um. So. Um, we see Dodonna preparing transports to get out of there. Um, Kanan, Zeb, and Rex, they're going to be going through those catacombs. They didn't bother to stop and look for the poor A-Wing pilot, but um, <laughs> last chance to save A-Wing pilot, denied. There is nary a spider in sight in this no. episode. Yeah, the spider's like, oh, shit's going down. We're going to finally, <laughs> yeah. finally, they're just going to fuck off for a bit. <laughs> These fucking spiders. Um, now, I think this is the end of our Adelon adventures, so I think we would be remiss if we didn't um, recognize one spider in particular from earlier in the season, uh, the pus spider, <laughs> the one that got <laughs> that climbed up onto the ghost, went right on right right on one of the engines and they took off and just shot him. <laughs> he probably flew a couple miles before he probably landed. Uh, it was funny. That was great. It was yeah. a good moment. Um, so we don't really see any spiders in this episode. I think that's I the think end that of the spider. Spider earned some points that episode. Yeah, Puss Spider was a hero for <laughs> yeah. sure. <laughs> um, so yeah, they're going through the catacombs. Um, out in the space battle that's going on now, it should be noted. I think we mentioned earlier um, in the clip, uh, Price is in charge of the aerial for- of the navy right now, uh, doing the space fight. Um, so. Um, we see Clan Wren. They arrive with Ezra. Ezra and Sabine are in the cool gauntlet, Maul's gauntlet, um, with Chopper. And there's also some other... How many fighters do you think we got? Five, six? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not a huge force, but it definitely turns the tide a bit. Um, so uh, Price mobilizes some eight, uh, some TIE fighters as soon as they arrive. Um, we get back to the AT-ATs. They're just fucking peppering the base. And now the base is set up on like a... Fuck! It's like fern gully, man. It's like a, it's like a big fern leaf. To what do we call the? What is the plant here? It, I don't know. It's like bracket mold. Yeah, it's like a mold that's hard and you can like break it off. It's weird. Yeah, but they start. They come in from like below because it's kind of elevated, and they're just shooting through it, just like putting holes in basically what is the the ground of the yeah. base. So the base is just getting tattered by these ATATs. Um, Kanan and crew return at that point. Um. Ezra, uh, Hera, very excited to see Kanan alive and well. Um, Ezra pages in at this point and says they are about to take out the interdictor. He doesn't really say anything else, just like, hey, I'm back, and we're taking out the interdictor. So I think it's assumed by them that, okay, he he was successful in recruiting help from Sabine. Uh, And I say that because um, we do have a line from Kanan. He's like, looks like the family's all back together, Yeah, which I found very endearing. Um. So the rebels begin to abandon the base. Uh, one of the big transports—I can't remember what style it is. It's, it's one of those. It's kind of like the ones in like the Last Jedi, like the last remaining. Like it's a. It looks it, like a beetle. It's yeah. One it of looks the, like a beetle. It's got a big shell. It's a cargo transport. Yeah. Transport like uh the ones that escape on uh, Empire Hoth. Strikes Back. Yeah. You see one. We've seen, but it is similar to the Resistance one. Um, yes. That they're like the last resistance ship at the end of The Last Jedi. Yeah, these ships in particular, I forget the model number or whatever, but they they are specific to like transporting cargo. Yeah. I, I remember in Battlefront, the like new Battlefront for PS3, I think the one that we used to play online was PS4. 
PS4. Um, but it was that, just called Battlefront. It was like a reboot. Yeah. yeah. But that one, there was a mission where you had to like defend one of them from droids as they were yeah. like loading cargo onto it. Anyways, one of them takes off and just gets blown up. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not even, just, no chance. Um, we there is a quick scene of them trying to like get off the base, like the ghost crew, and we see AP five running behind, very C three PO. Oh yeah, it was great. Probably um, all protocol droids are programmed to flail their arms yeah. as they're running. I wouldn't call it flailing. <laughs> it was it's like little... dainty movements, yeah, yeah. jazz hands, kind of. Um, but as they are heading for the ghost, all of a sudden they're surrounded. The Empire's arrived, and Thrawn is there. Uh, Thrawn. Um, demands surrender, um, and oh, I forget what his proposition is. He uh, says, like, I want to hear, he wants to hear Hera surrender, and uh, if she doesn't, he's, he's going to kill her. He's going to execute her friends one by one. In front of her. In front of her, starting, starting with the with Jedi, the Jedi okay. until she surrenders. Yep. Um, but, as we know, a storm was a Bruin. And that storm arrives, like, right after that. So let's take a listen to our next clip. <laughs> um, so great. I require an answer, Captain. You already know my answer. To surrendering. Do you fear the storm, Master Jedi? Yeah, and you should, too. Big clouds, dark clouds. Hang on to something. What Jedi devil is this? I am the Benjamin. <laughs> what is that? Uh, Kanan? I told you my friend was coming. I bring death. <laughs> Get us onto that interdictor now. So, um, the Mandalorians have their cool armor, and Ezra is fucking jumps out of the fucking gauntlet, looking like Neil Armstrong <laughs> with the fishbowl <laughs> helmet. <Yeah. laughs> That's great. <laughs> um, I he's do, got a bodysuit yeah. like sexy Flanders yeah. when he goes skiing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, neighborino. Um. Let's talk about Bendu's look right now. So he's so it's a big badass. dark storm cloud, lots of lightning striking down at the base and just all around craziness. And there's two glowing yellow eyes. And so you're kind of under the impression that Bendu is like as large as he possibly can be. Like he's he's gone Bruce Banner into the Hulk here yeah. or something. You don't see him though. Um but it's very cool. Um so it, yeah, it pays to be in the middle because I guess when you're in the middle, you can say things like "I am death," yeah, and then destroy <laughs> shit with lightning, yeah, and then you're giving a high five to a baby five minutes later. Yeah, that's so, not it's a the Jedi best move. of both worlds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, we see the Mandalorians with Ezra Aldrin, and they just drop onto the interdictor hall. Um, we see Price mobilize some soldiers to engage them on the hall of the interdictor. She also tries saying "rabble," but. Next to Rabble, yeah. Next to Tarkin, nobody else can say Rabble. Well, she's still working on it. Yeah. She's young; she'll get it. Um, and we then get back to the base. Uh, Bendu is just dropping lightning bolts all over the place, demanding that they leave. Um, the rebels use this chaos as a very convenient opportunity to just get on the ghost and get the fuck out of there. Um, so they take off. Uh, Bendu's trying to hit the ghost as it takes off, and he's like, "Get out of here!" But he's also trying to force it to land. 
And he's like, Jedi Knight, Kanan Jarrus. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying that, like demanding him. Um, but yeah, so they end up leaving. It's kind of sad to see the friendship with Bendu end in such a way. Bendu takes out like an A-wing too, like as they're out, oh, on yeah. the way out. Yeah, he's yeah. fucking up like whatever's left of the rebel ships too. Um, but he also takes out some AT-ATs. Um, so Thrawn is just like, hey, fire. Like, literally shoot into the middle of that storm, the center of the storm. Like, just your your fucking assault rifle. Rich, did it remind you of the same thing it reminded me of? What? <laughs> you remember when Trump wanted to nuke the hurricane? <laughs> <laughs> there was a yeah. news conference where he was like, I'm talking to people. They're talking about nuking. Like, yeah. we could use nuclear weapons against this hurricane. Yeah, and I think he was confused because there's some sort of, like, weather bomb quote unquote that can go up in there it's like a, I, think, I think it's a hypothetical thing someone was talking about a theoretical thing where you could like drop a nuke into the eye of a hurricane and, and it, it would suck it up it or would something. disrupt the air yeah. in such a way that it would disrupt it yeah and it would probably just bring radiation over like australia I or think something that was, <laughs> that was the same hurricane where like he with like no evidence backing up said it was so bad that this hurricane was going to reach alabama and then when they gave him the actual chart of the mapped, like, hurricane path, it didn't hit Alabama. So he took a Sharpie and just, like, <laughs> made a circle. So so the path just nicked Alabama, and he presented it on the news like it was fast. I'm going to come. Uh, uh, uh. The dumbest human being. <laughs> In the history of mankind. It's so great. He's so dumb. You could not write shit like this. That's why people like him. It's because he's so just so weird. fucking weird, man. <laughs> he's not real. <laughs> he's not fucking real. I'm telling you. There's just no way. <laughs> it was just as soon as Thrawn was like, focus all fire on that yeah. storm. I was like, oh, fuck. Um, so we get back to the interdictor. Um, oh, actually, after Thrawn orders the fire, we do see this, like, flaming ball. It looks like an asteroid coming out of the middle of the fucking storm, and it just starts flaming and hurtling towards the ground. Um, so we see Sabine on, uh, the, there's a bunch of Mandalorians, but Sabine is a real killing machine just taking out these Imperials on the hull of the interdictor. A very cool, it's not a long scene, but it's a very cool firefight that's going on there. Um, we do see the Mandalorians all shoot their fucking back rockets at like <laughs> Those this sweet. Yeah, they shoot it at, I think, one of the engines of the interdictor or something. I don't know. It's one of the balls that they shoot it at. Um, and they're able to take it out. It begins to explode. Um, the gauntlet comes back. Chopper's flying. It comes back and they all board it. Chopper gets them the fuck out of there. Uh, we cut up to Price, who's visibly frustrated at what just occurred on the interdictor. Uh, Callus is still. Um, there Talking in the shit. bridge and he's just he starts taunting her and she orders him thrown out of the airlock and it's like yeah that probably would have been the smart thing to do like right away um, but you know the hubris of the empire to just you know oh we want you to see the destruction keep him around, of this yeah. let's keep you around so you can see this like just like Thrawn you know like I'm going to start killing your friends one by yeah. one you know like um, the hubris of the empire and their need to like humiliate their enemies um but yeah, so uh, she orders Callus thrown out an airlock. So two stormtroopers take him, and now these are the death troopers, right? Yeah, yep. yeah. So we see them take Callus off. Um, Ezra and the Mandos—they um, begin rendezvousing with the ghost at this point. 
Um, and it's like from this moment on, this episode just gets dialed up. Yeah. Like, it's so fucking good. Yeah. Now, we see Callus. We saw him go into the turbo lift or the, you know. And then it, we don't know what happens, but it just opens and it's just implied. He knocked them out very easily. And he's like, he's taking off his cuffs and he's just kind of like, uh, you know. Yeah. Um. So he takes out the two death troopers. Those are like the elite of the elite, aren't yeah. they? Well, and we forget, like, Callus is supposed to be like... A ridiculously tough, like, well, yeah. I mean, he's like, guy. he's like an Imperial James Bond type. Well, and he like took out, uh, uh, like Alassat and won his, like the Alassat Honor Guard. Yeah, which is like the highest, you know, the highest type of warrior. Yeah, and, he like yeah. studied their fighting tactics and whatever. So yeah. he is trained with enough ability. And he, you know, he pretty much held his own with Thrawn last week. I mean, Thrawn is a monster when it comes to it. But yeah, Callus hung with him for a bit. It is weird though because I'm I'm rewatching that scene and like he is next to the death troopers when he's around Price, but the troopers that escort him into the elevator are just your standard white stormtroopers. Odd. It's very weird. As soon as I praise the continuity, I know. Weird things I are... know. Hey, I didn't notice though, so no harm, no fall. Um, but yeah, so um, he gets in an escape pod and he sends out a transmission, and the ghost is about to take out or they're like they're all right let's get the fuck out of here anybody that's still around we got to get out of here now um but suddenly a transmission comes through and it has the cool little logo for fulcrum like oh it's fulcrum and then Hera's like oh i actually have a uh, escape pod that's on my sensors here and they go over there and they just grab him very everything is going kind of smoothly now it's just all coming together so yeah they retrieve callus and they all get the fuck out of there all the rebels clear it and they just jump to hyperspace so uh, they took heavy damages in the fight, though. I mean, this was not a rebel victory by any means. They had to abandon their base that they worked so hard to find. Uh, they lost a lot of ships, a couple big transports. Uh, they lost Sato. They lost Sato. A, they lost the fucking air carrier. It's a total disaster. It was a victory in the sense that they were able to escape with some of their forces. Yes. And a general. Because yes. Dodon is still with them. Yep. So, um... But it was a loss. Like it, it's it's the old like you may win the battle, but we're gonna win the war type thing. The fact that they were able to survive this, you know, it's kind of like that. It's a, it's a moral victory that they can continue fighting another day. Um. So yeah. Um. We see the rebels clear the Imperials, and they just jump to hyperspace and get the fuck out of there. Um. Now, as I said before, when <laughs> when they shot into the storm, we saw this little asteroid come out, this like meteor, this flaming ball come out of it and crash towards the Earth, and. That sure enough, that is Bendu in his physical form, and um, Thrawn is going to go up to Bendu's just broken body, and they're going to have a little conversation here. So let's take a listen. What manner of creature are you? One beyond your power to destroy. It would not seem so. You cannot see. But I can. What? What do you see? I see your defeat. Like many arms surrounding you in a cold embrace. He shoots him. Just disappears. <laughs> wild. Okay, um, <clears throat> so 
He shoots Bendu, and Bendu kind of just disappears and then does that cryptic, eerie laugh. Like, executes him. <laughs> now, I think Bendu is dead. But I feel like this is kind of like, he says something like, I know more than, you know, and I think Bendu kind of has mastered, maybe he's, uh, you know, he's gone and seen the wills of the force or something, and he knows how to, like, he is the middle. He, he is sees the middle. all. Yeah. So I think Bendu may have manifested into, like, a force ghost of some kind. Yeah. He's going to haunt Adelon forever. But for, like, for a minute, I thought, when I first saw this episode, I was like, oh, is Bendu just, like, a manifestation, but, like, a figment of everybody's, like, mind? Like, not really there. But if you look, like, he caused a crater. Like, he did physically. He was yes. in some kind of physical form that fell to the ground. Yeah. And, like, caused a crater after he disappeared. I mean, we really don't know a ton about him. What we do know, though, is I do believe he is, like, if he if that isn't his physical form, he has taken that on as, like, his avatar. Yeah. And I gotta assume that whatever that avatar was is now dead. Um, So... Could I, be, like, a Mother Talson situation yeah. where it's, like... The magics, you know, some like, kind he's of like, like... He's, like, yeah, he's kind of in, like, some... He's, like... Some ether yeah. situation. Yeah. He's like clothes that are hung out to dry in the wind or something. It's just kind of blowing there. And, you know, he's probably got like 60 years to figure out a new form. He's like that that demon from that Fallen movie that has to go into the body of something else. <laughs> yeah. Which I talked about on the bonus episode with the <laughs> yeah. Thorium Sword. You want to talk about repeating things. I'm repeating it on episodes with people that aren't even on, the, on special guests. I'm repeating the things we've talked about on the episode. Um. I'm really off my rocker in that episode. Just you got. I think I need you to reel me in. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even do a good job of that. Yeah, I know. Well, you get off topic too. Oh, yeah, that I do. <laughs> you dig. Um, but Bendu's gone, and I quite enjoyed Bendu the character. And I, I don't take this with the don't. If you're a big Kanan Stan or you know whatever, he's the most original character they've given us. He's he, very unique. He is. I'm not going to say I like him more than hair or anything, but he's very unique. Well, especially, like, if we're watching a Star Wars show, he is a very cool, unique presence who's, like, telling us, I'm not a Jedi, I'm not a Sith, but yeah. I'm, I know the Force. It's, yeah. like, one of the first times in mainstream Star Wars that we've seen a big character kind of, like, make that kind of statement. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he kind of pisses all over the whole idea of, of a gray Jedi, too, yeah. because he would technically be the what people think of as the gray Jedi, yeah. like the middle, and he, I, that's just the not Bendu. a thing. He's the Bendu. The Bendu is the thing. That's your middle. Yeah. I want to join. I'm going to go find a Bendu I want to be the Bendu. Yeah, I want to yeah. go hang out with these moose apes, you know? <laughs> like, what's up, guys? Man. Do you think if a kid got in a Bendu cage at the zoo, they'd have to put it down? <laughs> 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 I could totally see that. I don't know why that happened to Harambe because yeah. that that has happened like multiple times before. Yeah, and the gorilla just kind of like nudges the kid and kind of like yeah. stands over it. Oh fuck, I forgot. And to then tell they you. just kind of like shoo it away. And... You know how we were like kind of thinking we were making good time. Uh huh. We're about to lose it. Oh no. So I was talking to my dad. Did you see me? <laughs> All right. Now, when you pulled up today, I was walking Ahsoka around the block uh -huh. to get her out before we recorded. Did you see me laughing? I saw you like laughing and shaking your head. I was talking to my dad. <laughs> now, two things about my dad. And I think one might be we were, if we had a repeat button, I would have to hit it. But you know who my dad's dentist is, right? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I 
forgot about that. Did I ever tell this on the podcast? Have I told it? I think it? you have. So if you remember back in 2015, this was a year before Harambe. <laughs> <laughs> the year before Harambe. The man who inadvertently made Jimmy Kimmel cry yes. <laughs> on TV. Do you recall Cecil the Lion? <laughs> now, Cecil the Lion was a um, an elderly uh, pride leader in a protected preserve in, I can't remember what country it is. It was maybe, in Africa. Maybe Kenya? I we'll say, remember. yeah, I don't know. But he's in a protected preserve in whatever country this was. And um, there's a dentist. I forget the dentist's name. I'll have to ask my dad because my dad knows him. Um, there was a dentist from Bloomington, Minnesota that went over there and shot Cecil the lion. Um, this lion that was like, I think it was like a national icon or something yeah. like Cecil the lion was like the celebrity lion and this dentist, Dr. Walter J. Palmer. There you go. <laughs> this dentist went over there and he took out Cecil the lion and it was. It was a big deal for a few weeks. It was Harambe-level stuff. I think Harambe came like a year later, though, and just kind of overshadowed because there was the video of the kid getting dragged <laughs> around. <laughs> but yeah, so um, that's what it was. And so was oh, was your dad? Did your dad? Was this always your dad's dentist, and it was just like oh happenstance, or did your dad see the news and was like? Well, I found I my new yeah. dentist. No, he was already his patient. And That's so, crazy. I mean, I remember like the local news went and like tried to interview him, and but he wasn't taking any. You know, like they just shut the office down. But my dad was going there to drop off something, <laughs> <laughs> and so like eyewitness news interviewed my dad about it. <laughs> so he was on the local news. My dad has a way of finding himself in media positions, like when COVID started. They, they, Fox, the local Fox station did a uh, report on like church services that were going digital and stuff. And they went to my dad's church and my dad was there that day. And he's like, he gave an interview and he was on the news. My dad is on the, in, he's on the news or in the paper every five years. It's like a cycle. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so there was a really funny thing though. I might've mentioned this too already. Sue me. Um, where my dad, uh, like there were people like leaving bomb threats and stuff. Like like the guy was getting death. Threats. Oh yeah, there were like yeah. there were like protests outside of his dentist office. So, for weeks. Yes, my dad though when he went up there to drop whatever off it was, there was a package sitting out front, just an unmarked package. My dad picked it up <laughs> and brought it over to the police. Like he might want to look at this. <laughs> <laughs> and then he got interviewed by the news. It was nothing, but yeah, obviously it was nothing. But anyways, so yeah, my dad, uh, he, he saw the, he saw the lion killer recently. He told me he got a bridge. Um, and also today though, he's like, I was on the phone with him and this is when I was laughing on the phone. He's like, oh yeah, I bought us, I bought an animal trap. I'm setting it up right now. And he's like, these squirrels are eating everything. And I'm like, well, what do you do with them? And he's like, oh, I just go and let them out in the woods. And I'm like, oh, really? Because what he used to do was he would shoot them with his BB gun. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, so you gave up the BB gun, huh? And he's like, well, no, if it's a baby one, I'll let it go. But if it's a big one, I just put two in the back of its head. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got standards, at least. Yeah, and he's like, I'm telling you, I, I cleared him out pretty good a few years ago. I'm like, I don't think you did. I don't think you can keep up with the squirrels, but there is a Geneva convention that took place between yeah. your dad and the squirrels. Yeah, I, I don't know, but 
if they're babies, he lets them go, but yeah. if they're adults, he takes them out. <laughs> so this episode is not sponsored by PETA, but I don't know. It was just funny to me that he had mentioned that he went to see Cecil, and now he's he's just icing he got squirrels the, that he catches. He got the itch after talking to the dentist, so he had to load up his baby gun. He got the bloodlust from the dentist. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyways, Bendu's gone, though. Yes. Bendu is gone. Gone the way of Cecil the Lion and Harambe. Um, off in the clouds. And so I, I figure we've had a lot of fun with him. He's a memorable character, and I kind of wanted to eulogize him. So I made this, and it's stupid, but we're going to play it anyways. And Adam, you got about a four-minute break, so here we oh, go. Oh, nice. <clears throat> can, can you all hear me? Can you all hear me? Okay. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Reverend, for the kind introduction. Thanks to everyone for being here to celebrate um, family, friends. Um, thank you. Um, my name is Short Cody. And Bendubat, well, he was my friend. Bendu, the Bendu, gentle Ben, the middle, the man in the arena, and then in parentheses, the middle. Of the arena. Bendu Netanyahu, the big guy. Big old B. What can I say that hasn't already been said more eloquently today as we gather here to celebrate you? I'm not a man of many words, but I'm going to try for you. So, Bendu, you were wise. And stupid. You're kind and cruel. Forever a mystery. You're forever the voice whispering through the silence. Your words, I mean, your words, though they were few at times, they spoke to us all deeply. I've had many conversations with you. I could go on and on and on about the many conversations we had. Philosophy, friendships, finances, politics. <laughs> Did we talk politics, you and I? <laughs> but there was one thing you said that will forever stay with me, my friend. You got a distant look in your eye as we were in one of our usual long conversations. And you, you just said, I want to sail the sea. The endless sea of Moncal. The thundering waves of Camino. Someday. Someday I will. And the look in your eyes spoke to something timeless and true. The desire to be truly free. Unencumbered by the bonds of society and capital. To live. Well, Captain... The boat is ready for you. All that's left is for all of us to say our goodbyes to you. We don't want to keep you long. You've already given us so much. Selfishly, we don't want to let you go. But we know we have to. And we know that we will push forward in your honor. I, I, I can't tell you. I promise you. Sweet, sweet Bendu. I promise you, sweet Bender, that we will all look to the west every night and think of you sailing into the setting sun and a new day will dawn.
Thank you, Ben. Everybody, if we could give him just one. Second. Much like some of our other favorites, Zero the Hut, Aqua Lush Bull, Brave Conch Gal, many, many others, countless others. Gone but not forgotten. Gone but not forgotten. Sailing into the West, <laughs> smile on his face, high off of angel dust, Bendu, the middle. I will say this when my actual father dies, if I have to give his eulogy, I would not be able to give it with the level of sincerity that you eulogize <laughs> Bendu. <laughs> now, I was going to use ChatGPT to write his eulogy, <laughs> but I was like, "No, I'm going to go. I'm going to speak. speak from the heart." Yeah, I'm going authentic. So that's my Bendu memorial. Um, I, I I wanted to send him off because, goddamn, he was a funny fucking character. God, he was great. So, yeah, Bendu's gone. All right, your last clip of the episode is going to be the ghost crew follow. This is where Kanan, where they forget he's blind. And he just His eyes are Callus. back. You're like, hey, Callus, how's it going, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you fucking blind, man? <laughs> well, I really, I'm a really bad intelligence officer. I don't know shit about you guys. Um, but, yeah, so this is going to be the fallout, and we're going to find out where they're heading next. I'm sorry for your losses. We are just grateful for your aid in our time of need. I want to return the favor, Hera. My mother needs our help. Go. But I can't come with you. I have to get our survivors to Rebel Command. Kanan. Thank you. Hey man, high five! What's up? Thank you for risking everything. Your hair's fucked up, man. Hey, think fast. Throw something out of I would suggest a second hyperspace jump before heading to Yavin. If we want to cover our tracks, we should make it three. You and Sabine really saved the day. But Kanan, we lost everything. I understand you feel defeated, but I've learned to see things differently. There's a future for us, one where we're all free. But it's up to us to make it happen. All right, season three. Ah. 
in the books. That's season three. That's your episode. There it goes. So they're going to make a few jumps, but they're going to Yavin. Yeah. Things are happening. Yeah. What would you think of season three now that it wrapped up? It was the best and the worst. Yeah. It's, it is interesting. It's a tale of two. It's a tale of two halves. The first half a little rough. Some decent stuff, but overall not a great season. But then it just at the end, man, it just full steam ahead. Yeah. Just like four ends on four bangers. So, yeah, I mean, I I, looking back on it, I think I'll actually remember season three fondly. Yeah. But it's not the best season, but it's got the best episode so far. It is weird. And I think like the whole Disney acquisition happened somewhere between two and three. Um, um, it happened maybe? 2014. This is 2017. There's some kind of weird thing that happened between two and three. I can't remember what, but there was some kind of like situation that may have caused different writing styles. Yeah, but it is weird how like we ended season two with like Inquisitors Invader, it like leading up right until the end, mm-hmm. and then there's like a drastic sea change. <laughs> yeah, I mean, did we see Vader this season at no. all? No, I don't think so. Huh? Yeah, and the Inquisitors are just nowhere to be found. Yeah. So I don't know if the program was like abandoned after what what took place on uh, was it Malachor? Yeah, yeah. Um, Twilight of the Apprentice. I don't know. I mean. Those three got their asses fucking handed to them, and then you just never heard from Inquisitors, Vader, yep, Ahsoka. I mean, we know she's alive, but they all think she's dead still. Yeah. We had a whole season, and that, you know, it's just Callus took up the mantle of Fulcrum, and yeah, but I don't know. I mean, it, it ended strong, and I got the bad taste out of my mouth for sure at the end of this season. So uh, what does IMDb give part two of Zero Hour? IMDb is giving part two of Zero Hour in 8.8. Is that a dip? Uh, just by point one. Okay. What, did I give a nine last week? Yeah. Um, I thought the action was really well done. It felt almost theatrical at points. Uh, it was a really good episode. Um, Bendu as like Hurricane Bendu is hilarious. Um, the stormtroopers getting crushed was hilarious. Um, a lot of good stuff in this episode. There really was. Hera was very loving at the same time, very uh, forceful in in her presence and command. Um, she's a very dynamic character. Um, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna bump it up from last week. I'll give it a. I'll tie it up with the uh, highest rated episode. I've got a nine point five, or have I given a nine point seven five before? Um, I think we both gave. Or no, yeah, 9.75 to Twilight of the Apprentice Part 1. Okay. Uh, yeah, actually, I think 9.5. I don't think it, I, I, I still think Twilight of the Apprentice is my two favorite episodes of we did give, We did give Twin Sons a 10. Ah, yes, that's ah. right. Ah, that's a standalone, though. As far as two-parters go, I think this is just a hair below Twilight of the Apprentice for me. Um, I just like Sith lore and stuff like that, yeah, so that episode had all. But this was fucking awesome, so yeah. I'm going to give it a 9.5. What I just got? rated both of them as one big episode, so I went with 9 for okay. both of them. Sure. It's a great two-parter. Yeah. And a really strong ending to season two. In- insane how they turned that around on yeah. a dime. Like, yeah. Just on a dime. So, I mean, we went from dog shit to just, like, home runs. Yep. Wow. Always look on the law. Oh, wait. Don't want to get ahead of myself. A 9.5 
and a nine. Always look on the light side of life. Yep. Da, 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 da. From a deep slumber. Ah. Oh, he's slumbering now, baby. <laughs> you just see a ship of his just going to Viking funeral down into the sunset. The ship's on fire. <laughs> Fun stuff. Um, okay, uh, light side moment of the episode. I'm going to go with the stormtroopers getting crushed by the at That was good stuff. Yeah, Kanan takes out the legs of the AT-AT, and it just tumbles directly onto two poor souls. So, um, but they're fascists. So that's mine. Yeah, What's fuck yours? those guys. Yeah. Uh, I went with uh, my light side is callous talking shit because they were. He, yeah. they were always, he talked shit to Thrawn and to Price separately. Yeah. And I mean, Callus is. I mean, he gets out of there relatively calmly, but he's got to assume at this point, like I'm fucked. Yeah, like, of course. But he's still. So he might as well end. talk some yeah. shit to the end, talking shit to Thrawn and Price, yeah. both of them. Okay, being able to laugh in Thrawn's face. Yeah, like having the confidence to do it is impressive. Yeah, Callus is showing us something. All righty. If you only knew the power of the dark side. Okay, dark side moment of the episode. Um. I'm going to go with that transport that got about 10 feet off the ground and then just got <laughs> smoked. Just got just no chance. And I know you said it's a cargo transport, and I'm assuming there's cargo in there, but also with just the chaos and everything, I got to assume it was there. It was also densely populated. Oh, it still needs a crew to pilot Yeah, it. I mean, yeah, it, of course. And that thing did not get far, so I'm going with that. What's yours? I went with Stormtrooper Smush. Just oh, the idea of those guys. Getting... Is that the second week in a row my light side was your dark side? I think so. Yeah. Man, I'm becoming morbid. I'm just thinking of, uh, I, I think it's a little close to the Titan, like, imploding onto itself, and I couldn't stop thinking about that as those Stormtroopers. Oh, that is that the uh, submarine that was made out of carbon fiber? Yeah, the submersible. The submersible. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was made out of discount Boeing yeah. carbon fiber. <laughs> It's like what they make surfboards with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go down all the way to the bottom of the ocean in this in this in this surfboard encampment, this enc encampment thing, whatever. <laughs> yeah, that thing fucking sucks. I just man. think there were five people that lost their lives, and it's not very funny how people make fun of this situation. Oh, is that what's going on? People are laughing at the hubris of people. <laughs> yes. Well, because it's hilarious when billionaires die. So ah. Well, yeah, I mean, no, I mean, one, the guy, the real piece of shit was that uh, the the CEO of that company that was like, yeah, we can we can scram. We can scrim on materials that I the guy that didn't spring for the brand name PlayStation controller. He went with the Logitech. <laughs> I do like how he has a Logitech controller as well. <laughs> Just everything was on a budget. And this is. <laughs> I think this is the kind of thing, if you're going to do it, you don't want to do it on a budget. I think you want the best that money can buy. That's capitalism, baby. Yeah. Oh, we get... Who... Like, what happened? Why did he make it out of carbon fiber? And didn't they do this because before in cheap. that ship? Yeah. It's yeah. a miracle it got through it the first time. Man, that's nuts. I wonder if they even, like, did upkeep on it. There's some news, they, like, some news channel did a story on that company and, like, was supposed to go to the Titanic in that death trap. Yeah. And, like, for the, there was a storm or something, so they couldn't actually do it. I wonder if, like, 
the maintenance they did on it was the equivalent of me like taking the fryer grease out at Old Country Buffet. <laughs> yeah, it's like much. their idea of maintenance is just like dumping the oil out and dumping new oil in, or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's just something of that level. Just like taking the grease outside and dumping it, and yeah. then bringing in the empty. You know, not doing the due diligence of like scrubbing out the inside. Yeah, no, it's like just you're supposed nah. to. We'll just dump it out. We'll r- rub a little bit of water on it. We'll rinse some water, and that's it. Um, okay, that's your dark side moment. <laughs> Rex, really hitting home runs the last few weeks. Could he be Dark Horse two weeks in a row? Oh, yeah. You got to get it up. You got to get it up. It is a Mandy. Help me, Dennis Prager. I'm being canceled. Ball Brian, Gina Crad. What's going on? You're fired. Help me, Dennis Prager. I'm being canceled. Gina Crown will come on the podcast. Bob Brian, Gina Graduate Fire. Help me, Dennis Prager. I'm being canceled. Moving to Arizona. Where did he move? Did he move anywhere yet? Don't know. Okay. I'm sure he's out. He is running a uh, comedy boot camp. He's uh, uh, co-running a comedy boot camp with uh, Jay Leno. So you could sign up for that if you want. Oh, my God. Does this mean Jay Leno is like a crank behind when the cameras turn off? Probably. It's too bad. I love Dave when he's like, you know what? You always see these videos of Jay helping an old lady with changing a tire, but for some reason the cameras are always on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dave. Um, okay, Dark Horse Hero of the episode. Uh, Gina Granda, Grad, Gina Granda, you're going to come in the pocket. I'll be just going to be canceled. Okay. Um, my Dark Horse Hero of the episode is going to be um, a lot of candidates. Yeah, there's some interesting ones in there. Um, I'm just going to go with uh, AP5 for his C3PO impression when they're trying to run. Um, Big time, you know, just standard protocol vibes. So, yeah, it was a a little chuckle, though, for me. So, AP5. Well, Uh, and he's given input, too, at the end. He's suggesting multiple jumps so they can't track them and stuff. AP5 has been a very handy pickup for the Rebels. Yeah. Um, Who's yours? Uh, So... I went with someone blanking you miss him, but I'm going to show you the clip right now. Okay. There is a Imperial uh, deck officer that is doing the hard work. Okay. So it's right after, towards the beginning, when Thrawn initiates the uh, the, the bombardment? bombardment. The orbital he bombardment. He says, let's test their metal. Okay. And then there is a deck officer that... <laughs> really commits to it and is doing some good work. Adam's doing a really good job of trying to show me this clip here. The navigation skills are go. unparalleled. <laughs> <laughs> he says, let's test their metal. And then it cuts to the deck officer who just points at the screen yeah. and another, uh, another just immediately just turns. clicks. Yeah. <laughs> It looks like a band at, like, Circus Pizza or, like, <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese. You hit the button, and they just start turning in certain very robotic ways. <laughs> oh, I saw that for a split second. Yeah. I thought that was hilarious. So you're going with robotic deck officer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love how so many that times... That guy's you, making yeah. six figures. Yeah, I love how so often we see these characters that are just so, like... It looks like a robot trying to be human. Uh. 
It's like something out of the Hall of Presidents or yeah. whatever. Remember they showed when they unveiled Trumps and it looked like he was melting? Because <laughs> he's just like the kind... He's so weird looking well, that you can't his, accurately represent him. In his defense, they all look like they're melting. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a horrible yeah. thing. But, like, yeah, I mean... Is except, there, is there except a Madame for, Tussauds Trump? For whatever reason, Obama's Hall of Presidents still looks cool. Yeah. <laughs> all of the others look like candles. I uh, went to the Hall of Presidents. <laughs> look cool. And I want to thank you. I want to thank you for putting me in the Hall of Presidents, and I'm the first one that looked cool. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, it's good to be here. Let's have a drone bomb a wedding. I got to call in a drone strike. <laughs> so, peace out. Obama out. <laughs> Drops in the mic. Okay. I'm going to come. Ah. 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 Okay. So, ooh. That is your Dark Horse Heroes. The Clone Cast presents Power Rankings. Talk to me. Yeah. Okay. Power Rankings. This is what we do. We're going to rank our three favorite characters or inanimate objects. First place gets three points, second place gets two, third place gets one, and then we add them all up, and then at the end, we're going to have a special bonus episode where we go through every single one. I don't know where we're going to make that entertaining, but we'll do it. <laughs> um, spiders have two points, by the way. Spiders. Oh. We mentioned the spiders. I think we're done with Adelon spiders. They, they gathered up two total points. Now, I don't know if pus spider is included in that That's or if pus spider is separate from that. Um, but here, how about this one? Standard Imperial Astromech has one. Pyramid Head Astromech, <laughs> Imperial Astromech has one. Strong Snivian has a point. Um, let's see. Let's see. He's got three points. Obi-Wan's Brave Dubak Steed from the Twin Suns episode. Ambrose Burnside Aqualush. I think that's the one I like to repeat the most. Um, he's got three points. Um, Sato has six points. Uh, Brave Bug Boy, the Gene Ocean, has nine. And I think... Bendu will be getting some more. He's at 14. But the top three are Hera, Ezra, and then Conchgal and Aqualish Bull tied in third. Chopper and Sabine and Kanan coming up the rear. Okay. Adam, who's your number one power-ranked hero of the episode? I think it's going to be yours, too. It's got to be Bendu. Uh, ah. Yes, Bendu is also getting my the number middle. one. The middle. The man in the middle, Bendu. A real legend. Uh, probably... Um, He's our favorite bit character in a while. I, I think, think so. Yeah, he's a hell of a character. You talk about character actor. That voice acting, stellar. Now, isn't that a guy that was on, like, uh... Doctor Who? Okay. Yeah, Doctor Who. Uh, did he actually play Doctor Who? I think it was the guy in the scarf the from, guy... like, the 60s. Okay, so, like, one of the originals. Yeah, one of, the, like, the original Doctor Whos. We should go to a con, that guy. you ever get into that Doctor Who? No, I've heard it's great. I just never There's got into it. a lot of people it. that are big into that TARDIS. Yeah, it's just it's it seems like an undertaking because it's been on since like the late fifties. Yeah, if you had to start one show, would it be Doctor Who or Survivor? <laughs> <laughs> Aren't they on like season seven hundred of Survivor? Or something? Yeah, man, reality TV is the worst thing that ever happened to network television. It really is. Just like oh, we can pay these people nothing and make shows that get ratings. Oh wow, okay. I think it was birthed out of writing strikes too. So. 
Yeah. We got that to look forward oh. to with this one. Yeah, I'm sure they're just coming up with some brilliant shit right now. Yeah. Just like two high-paid executives like, oh, how about this? <laughs> what if a stepmom <laughs> who raised a kid kind of, but then they got divorced, but it's, he's familiar with her, went on a date with her stepson. It's literally just executives typing shit into jet. Chat GPT to yeah. try to replace writers. Yeah, Chat GPT, write a potential reality show, and it's just like dating chipmunks or something. <laughs> like, it's just wild shit. Like, um, okay, so Bendu is getting man. We, how do we? Where did my music go? Did it already run out? Okay, there we go. Okay, and who's your number one? Bendu. Mine's number one is Bendu. Who's your number two? Callus. Callus, the K Man. Um. Yeah, Callus did do a good job kicking some ass. And he escaped. Good <laughs> and, for him. And he talked mad shit. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Hera. Hera, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just like Hera's, I think Hera's character for me is the, uh, she showed the, the most good, the most range. And she showed incredible leadership skills in this last yeah. couple of hours. She, all, all, she yeah. always does, but I'm just saying. And she also calls Kanan love. Yes. <laughs> Which I found endearing. Yep. Um, I love a Harrison Dula. Skyrockets in flight. Okay, Adam, who's number three? I went with Sabine. Sabine Just for Ren. jumping at the opportunity to go back and help her real family. All right, yeah, I like that. Um, I'm going to give it to Fen Rao just for <laughs> committing. <laughs> Um, so often in today's modern society, we just throw things away. You know, we don't have any commitment to them. One thing I Divorce love- rates are through the roof. Fen Rao is married to that fucking swim cap. I love about Fen Rao is he was so adamantly against this crew. But the second he was like, oh, you know what? They're cool. He's yeah. like completely switched and is just fervently with them. And he's like the best ally. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that is your power rankings. Ah, let's check in with the Swifties. What do you mean, naked? My parts are showing. My goodness. I bet this riff sounded sweet at US Bank. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a bow shoot. Bo, 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 so you didn't get tickets? No, but I did want to see how quickly you would respond if I told you I went to the concert, and it was immediate. For a second, I was like, he better not have fucking gone to that <laughs> thing. I would have been I'd go pissed. without you. <laughs> I would have been so mad. Um, I did, though, shortly after that, I was going to drive by and pick us up some T-shirts because they had... <laughs> The lick, the merch stand went up on Thursday, and the lines were crazy. But I was like, "Oh, it's it's Saturday morning, the night after the first show. The line can't be bad. I'm gonna go get us some concert tees." It was I drove. I was doing lift, and I just kind of went in the area northeast. I went downtown. It's absurd. I was like, "No way in fucking hell." Yep. I'll buy a bootleg one off fucking Etsy before I wait in that fucking line. Yeah. It was at least an hour wait. At twelve noon. I mean, on a Saturday. Do you know anybody that went? Do you have any friends or anybody that got tickets? I'm sure. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Lauren did. Lauren oh, went. okay. She went with my ex. Oh. Yeah. Wait, which ex? Uh, the one that uh, was Chicago with. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, they, you know, like, they're, like, 
they ran into each other a while back and they kind of became friends too. So, oh, cool. Yeah, but uh, Lauren did. Lauren went with my ex. So that's fun. Yeah. Lauren's birthday party is coming up. I wonder if my ex will be there. That'd be fun. Rekindle? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am getting in shape. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm down. Shoot's coming along. Yeah. I, uh, a couple of friends of mine ended up going to both nights. They went to the first night. They ended up, like, those were the tickets that they got, like, from Ticketmaster when they first went out. I honestly don't see how, if you had, especially two. This was months ago. Like, yeah, but, like, how do you not sell those? When they first went up, they got them. And they still paid, I think, like, I don't know, 300 some dollars, like something. Yeah, but you could those tickets, you could probably get, like, close to a grand Oh, for yeah. And they were, I like. I mean, the obstructed view were going for 1000 I think, ultimately, the obstructed view probably came down to, like, 500 but or something. After, but then, yeah. after the first show, I talked to my friend, my friend, and, and she was, like. Oh no, we're gonna we're gonna try to go on Saturday too, and so they just like waited until the show like got close, but tickets weren't coming down, and they like they wanted to be on the floor, so they ended up buying tickets on the floor, and they spent fifteen hundred dollars a piece on tickets. That's gross, man. I'm Isn't sorry. that ridiculous? I don't think I'd pay that much for Paul McCartney, man. Oh, I know I wouldn't. Honest to God, if they fucking dug John and George up, I don't think I'd pay that much to see the fucking Beatles, man. I gotta say though, man, she's a phenom. Oh yeah. I mean, this is this generation's Beatles. It oh, seems don't get like. me wrong. Like, I would have loved to oh, go that show. I, I mean, at, at a reasonable price, I would go to a thousand Taylor Swift shows. Yes, I'm not spending fifteen hundred dollars on them, but yeah, and yeah, I'm not spending fifteen hundred dollars to see fucking. Uh, Jesus Christ, do a stand-up set. I'm not. <laughs> oh, I hear he kills Okay. We do have to talk about some hood, though. Um, I. It was terrible, and he looks awful, but at least he tried. We got to go Thrawn. Because he's wearing big boy army outfit. Literal hood. I mean, it is a hooded helmet. Yeah. And so I'm going with Thrawn with literal hood. Um, not good. It was. It was. It was dud hood. Dud hood. <laughs> <laughs> dud hood. Wah, 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 wah. So that's mine. Thrawn. Who's yours? Uh, I went with Ezra's uh, Ezra's Ray Punk space uniform. Yeah. His ass was looking tight in that thing. Yeah, that's some uh, Macquarie shit, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the fishbowl was interesting. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But I love that look, like the old, like... Old 50s sci-fi. Yeah, it's very Ray like Lost in Space or whatever, you know, type things. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I did kind of like the vibe. It is. It did make me chuckle at first. Though. I was like, he looks so fucking cheap compared to the fucking Mandalorians by him who just look badass. It's like it's the cover of all of those like old sci-fi pulp novels. Like yeah. it all was that type of stuff. Or it's, there's that Star Wars themed disco mix that was popular from like 77. The, the album art of it has a similar fish. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or and uh, Tracy Tracy Morgan uh, on Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live. Oh, yeah. That was good. Astronaut Jones. Yes, <laughs> we're, which we're, is tough to find. It's very funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I did like his hood. Yeah. That was some solid hood. A couple hoods. That was good stuff. Yeah, a couple hoods. Um, I was gonna say something, then I fucking forgot. I don't think it must. It must not have been interesting. If I forgot it, that at least easily. Um, anyways, okay. Uh, that is your good hood. Who was looking hot? I didn't even do it this week. I forgot to do that. That's who was looking hot. Okay, there it goes. Yep, that da. 
やらだったダラッタラッタダヤッタッタラッタラッタダヤッパダッパダッパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパパ Season 4, episode 1 is entitled.、Ah. It's entitled,、uh, Heroes of Mandalore. Mandalbaum! Part 1. Part 1. Yeah. So, two part are right off the bat. Hmm. Maybe they're returning the favor to Sabine for assistance. We're going to do some Darksaber shit. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be fun. I'm interested to see who the big baddie is next season. I have a feeling it's probably still Thrawn. I'm sure Thrawn will make an appearance, but we'll see. Maybe we'll get some new bad guys. Interesting stuff ahead. Season four of Rebels. Last one. Last one. Yeah. Wow. That's nuts to think about. It's a short one, too. It's only 15 episodes. Yeah, man. The Clone Cast rolls along. Moving right along. Moving right along. Ooh, that'd be a good song for next week, huh? Yeah. Oh, man. He likes the honey. Okay. So that will be、uh, next week's episode. Adam, where can the listeners reach us? Send us an email. We are cloncastpod at gmail.com. You can reach out on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok at cloncastpod. Reach out if you want the link to join the Discord. There's a lot of convo going on on there, a lot of cloncast and ovas talking. Yeah.、Uh, it always helps if you leave a review, tell a friend about the cloncast, get them listening.、Uh, anything you want to add? No. So thank you for listening all this time. We love all of our cloncast and ovas. Truly, we love all of you. Uh, we will see you next time for Heroes of Mandalore Part 1. Until then, may the Brock Doc be with you. I'm gonna come. Ah! Ah! Ah!